0: We're live. You guys are missing What's out. What's up, of the guys?
1: Intro. What's up, guys? Welcome back to kind of funny Star Trek calvin verse in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing all three of the Star Trek calvin verse movies. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Nick Scarpino. Hello. Kevin Coelho.
0: My so, my focus is off.
1: Greg Miller. Beat me up, Andy. And Andy Cortez. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's, Why did it, it it's, look so painful for the the woman on the, the bridge girl? at
1: the end? She's <laughs> 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 like yeah. it's like fuck, and I always She's look. Cool. do some emotional, uh, you know. Well, she was distraughtness. She,
0: the girl is being kidnapped by her dad.
1: Yeah, but yeah. If she said she was like,
2: uh, "James, uh, yeah." <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where
2: it's like wait, this, this is so being She's never
3: been beamed up before, and I yeah. had no idea it was
2: happening. <laughs> God, I guess, yeah. It's, yeah it's, we're 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 thinking, oh, you think in the academy, there'd be something they teach you. You go to beam me up school, right? And this is what it's, the transcoder is going to feel like. It's going to tear now, you apart. The molecular guys, molecular level, level. to be extremely painful. Don't guys, don't about. freak
3: out. But we're going to departicleize you. We're going to take you down to your atoms and mm-hmm. then put those atoms into space. And either, I mean, there's also, by the way, a school of thought on this. That says that every time you get transported, it kills you and forms a new version of you on the ship. Yeah. So it's possible that the one that we saw, the the the, uh, the version of, I forget, what's the doctor's name? What's her name? Um, Marcus. Dr. Marcus. Carol uh, Marcus. That, Carol Marcus there. That was the last time we saw her. And then when she goes to the ship, she's a brand new Carol Marcus. So it is terrifying. There's and no the, way I would let anyone The, the
0: reason that theory exists is because like they get the, don't they have episodes where they have like clones of them by accident?
3: Well, I just this, don't know. Like, I don't know if it's <laughs> expressly stated. I don't I, I forget how the actual transportation happens if it actually beams the particles of you and reconfigures
2: you, or I don't know how that works. It but either must, way, here's my right. thing if they're it, beaming me right. and, re- and giving me a new me on the other end, which I, I understand and respect, can are they making it like I got no cholesterol in there? My I a can be respected, body? Greg. Can
4: they?
2: I like, respect
4: <laughs> science at that level.
3: All right, <laughs> to <don't I'm> <laughs> <so> go far <laughs> here. The whole beginning of this movie has to do with I mean, they still can't solve some of these medical mysteries so it's possible that even in the year 25 25 or whatever this is i know i just lauded that chat don't don't get on me for that but uh it's possible that they can't figure out how cholesterol works either they
1: just don't know it i guess nobody's dying of a heart attack ladies and gentlemen Nick, you can is watch the show every tuesday on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games live or you could watch it later on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews and we'll be there uh every week we do two different franchises uh right now we are doing this Calvin verse Star Trek business and Lord of the Rings. This Friday we will be doing Lord of the Rings: Return of the King Extended Edition Part One. Do your homework there. Whole lot of movie to watch. Even splitting that movie into two parts, each part is still over two hours. So wow, strap a lot in, of,
2: a lot of Greg Miller. Do you have a question?
1: You're just trying to block the sun.
2: I'm trying to make it not. I don't. I don't want to look like Casper the entire show. Why don't you, <laughs> why don't like... you
0: hang up a white sheet? It'll still let the light come in, but it'll diffuse it. You know, nice and diffuse. Well,
2: yeah. Hold on, I can come over here.
0: Really soft. Yeah,
1: hold on. Do you not? Do you I don't just have spent,
0: I spent so much time reframing your your window.
2: I'm coming and now you're back. Kevin, I'm not saying this is the solution. He's While coming he back.
1: That, let me tell you that you can also get the show ad free by going to patreon.com/slash kind of funny. Just like our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Blackjack, oh. Al Tribesman, and Connor Nolan, did. Connor, Bell. all very much Stop for all your. Stop changing his name. Love. All of your he loves it no it's kono it's kono it's
0: more like 20 you said that <laughs> you know what i mean
1: <laughs> we're talking about star trek into darkness released may 16th 2013 four years after the original that's what kind of nuts to think about when I they have this big of an ensemble cast and uh especially a lot of them kind of from 2009 and 2013 Gaining a lot of notoriety, yeah, real famous, right, so like awesome. with a whole bunch of other movies and stuff. So it's kind of a kind of a big deal, especially this was before Force Awakens and all that stuff started coming out. So this was kind of our, our I remember watching the beginning of this movie just being like, oh, my God, we're going to get a Star Wars like this. That's insane. And then eventually we did with Force Awakens um directed once again by J.J. Abrams a budget of 190 million dollars a box office of 467 million dollars making this the highest grossing of all the Star Trek films um and at the 86th Academy Awards this film was nominated but did not win for best visual effects Uh, so so now let's talk about (laughs) Star Trek Into Darkness I gotta tell you guys I liked this movie a hell of a lot more than I expected I remember I've only seen it once in theaters and I was like, oh, I love the first one so much and this one wasn't as good. This one's freaking awesome. The first one has the magic of the team coming together. But I think that this one really worked by kind of separating, like making it really focused on uh, Kirk and Spock and separating all the other team members into kind of just being bit moments so that when they came in, they just they had their moment to shine. Otherwise, the story really kind of focusing and going full circle of beginning with Spock's sacrifice ending with kirk's sacrifice and and all of it all of that really worked for me the the one real criticism is the the con revelation being probably like one of the most bizarre choices <laughs> hey, in cinematic history
3: God! You um, know, I, I mean i legitimately remember watching that in theaters and it was funny because they tried to dupe the audience right the, all the promotional material leading up to it had him just being the villain and everyone's like he's con 100% Khan. Yeah. Right. This is the this is the second in a series. It's mirroring uh, Star Trek to The Wrath of Khan, which was the second motion picture that they did when it came out. You've got this great actor. He's got he's saying all these lines in the trailer. We're like, this is Khan. Just say he's Khan. And everyone's like, no, 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 he's not Khan. And then we get to that moment where he they're talking to him when he's in the prison cell, and he goes, I am Khan. And I remember distinctly <laughs> there being a silence in the audience, and someone going, Who's Khan? And I'm like, okay, well, so okay, con- okay, never mind. It doesn't matter because you don't yeah. have the content. They needed to put a lot more context. context. in Context. But yeah. But Nick, for
0: the people that did have the context, were Thank you sitting you, there me. being like,
3: oh, it's a fucking, you was con, all right? No, but, I mean, yeah. no, because it fell flat. Because I was like, it didn't, it didn't. Well, they should have said that. They should have set it up. I don't think they're. I think they but wanted. Just, a real how do you, how do you, wild how wild you even set that
0: up? Wild. You know what I mean? I like, just
3: tell people from the beginning he's playing con. It's it's completely ridiculous that. All all of the intricacies of the plot of this movie, I get lost in. I don't understand why there's bodies in photon torpedo tubes. I don't understand why they brought this the guy back to the crew and renamed him when he when no one knew he was a secret sleeper agent at all. Why not just call him Khan? Uh, I don't understand why why uh, those people a new need two names. Of the subterfuge. Also, I get that. Google in the
0: future is just as effective as it is now. So if people are like gone, Khan, whatever his full name was, and they sure. Google it, they're like, oh.
2: Well, Eugenics. 300 years ago, this guy Eugenics. was a badass and his blood did shit to Tribbles. Eugenics. Right. Yeah. Um, Brought him back to so life, Greg. It's definitely a letdown.
3: And it's definitely a letdown just from the fact that, like, I think Benedict Cumberbatch is so awesome in this role oh, so that bad. I'm just like, it's fine. Just let him be con. Why did we need to have their... I get it. They're, they wanted to have
1: a wow moment, but it just it just doesn't work. I, well, I, I, I like I think that moment didn't work. But I think everything yeah. else did. Yeah. It was oh, just yeah. weird that they, they, so they if just watch. If they just didn't hang on it for the three seconds they did... It wouldn't have bothered me at yeah. all. it's Just like, okay, cool, you're a bad guy, and you're just telling your name now. But, yeah, it, because of that, it was just like way too much emphasis, where it's distracting, and it's like it it doesn't feel like it served any audience because the people that knew didn't care. The people that didn't know were like, why'd you do Confused. that? Confused. Yeah. And I think that's
3: point, right? Which is that in 2009 they rebooted this franchise and brought it to a whole new generation of people. Tim, you even said so yourself. You watched it when you were in, in 2009. You were like, holy shit, this is great. Everyone needs to see this. But man, the last reference to Khan in a in a, in a serious fashion was probably back in like 1985 or whenever the hell, hmm. uh, or 1982, whenever Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan came out. So it's it's a tough hill it's to, to climb. I think they could have approached it better.
4: But Andy, we did pick. get Zachary Quinto going Khan, which is really really cool. Like that, that was, was interesting. interesting. So I I I think I've only seen this movie twice now. I think this is the second time I've I've watched it and uh this is the classic sort of falls apart in the third act for me where i just i, I loved everything leading up to it i love all of the the dynamics between spock and kirk I, I again these are just fun characters that have hilarious writing and and funny quippy lines and back and forth and carl urban's still at it and and we got uh and, and uh, i i love him and um nyota fighting you know, all that argument stuff, and you know, when they're when Kirk and uh, Uhura are inside of the it. little room and then the door opens and Spock is there yeah. and they're just they're just fun. Like fun writing. Burning. I'm just giggling a lot of the whole time. But then again, I think towards the end of it, I feel like it feels super, super rushed and like they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with spock fighting yeah. him on top of a flying car and it, like and all I, of that just kind of sucked to me
3: and i think this is where you're seeing the difference between the modern star trek and the original star trek and this is where a lot of criticisms come in right is that jj abrams wanted to make an action movie based in the star trek universe but if you if you've ever seen star trek to the wrath of khan the way kirk beats khan is by outsmarting him and then of course when that doesn't work uh, Spock has to make a giant sacrifice, which is himself, and then, which backs up the theme of the needs of the many, outweigh the needs of the few of the one. In this, we, that really doesn't come through. The friendship angle does come through a little bit, but really the Star Trek II Wrath of Khan was about that saying. That's where that originated from. That's where that the whole movie is about trying trying to grapple with that idea of like sacrificing your cue. Again, we, that's where we get the Kobayashi Maru for the first time, which is where we get this idea of a, of a lose-lose situation. And it's the first time that Kirk really... Has you know that we've seen on the silver screen him facing a lose lose situation and having to make that choice. And what does he lose? Well, he loses his best friend who is Spock. Um, I think a lot of that stuff just doesn't come through in the JJ Abrams because it just wasn't there. Instead, we get two giant ships almost colliding in space and then Khan riding down one of them into a into the you know earth and we see them fighting each other and it's FF And and that's that has a special coolness to it as well. But I think a lot of you know a lot of the criticisms that you've seen of Discovery and Al Picard is that there's you're losing a lot of the what made Star Trek Star Trek, which is those moral dilemmas, which is that we're in a lose lose situation. How do we deal with this? But in this one, Spock just punches harder, which is what it is. And when he screams Khan, it's not nearly as haunting as when Kirk screamed Khan in Wrath of Khan because he was stuck on a planet and Khan had outsmarted him. And when he screams it, you hear his scream echo in the cosmos because there's nothing he can do to get out of this situation, except he outsmarted him because he had some code with Spock. Anyway, we'll get to that later.
2: (laughs) Yeah. For me, I didn't like it when it, I I, I shouldn't say I didn't like it. Well, I guess I didn't like it, Uh, but like when it (laughs) came to theaters, I loved, I loved the first one. It caught me off guard. I thought it was so refreshing. I saw multiple times in theaters. And when this one came, I went and saw it right away with everybody and left just like, I didn't like that. And I don't know why I didn't like it. Like there's it's, it should on paper work and something about it doesn't. So sitting down to watch it again last night, I you know went through it and at the end when the credits rolled it was the same thing where I was just like I didn't enjoy that I didn't have fun with this like I think there's the fun parts to it but yeah like I don't think the Kirk Spock I mean I get what they're driving at obviously the friendship I'm not even being a Star Trek fan I know the con moment and like them saying goodbye at the glass or whatever but I didn't feel like the friendship was earned in this one i felt like obviously it's playing off of the fact we already know their friends there's a few comments here and there but i still think they're too early in their friendship for what they were trying to drive through uh yeah remember Cumberbund, he's great but like yeah it's why is Khan the way con is and what's going on and then yeah fucking robocop shows up and he's the main bad guy oh, nolan yeah. north's his second in command you're like what the fuck is happening right now yeah. and then it's like all right cool he's gonna torpedo these people and not gonna to be, okay, now we're now we're crashing now it's like all right what is going on in this movie and like there's just so many things thrown in that I think, yeah, at the end, like when we're all of a sudden it's Marcus and it's Khan and Khan's good. Is he bad? They go to Leonard Nimoy, you know, how did you beat him? And then they cut away. And I'm like, I've seen this movie twice now and I still don't know how they originally beat Khan. Like, what did he tell him when they cut away? Yeah, uh, they beat, I mean, he, t- he,
3: he makes that veil reference, of course, to like, if we beat him through great personal sacrifice, which is that he died. Um, and, and that to me again is another fault of this movie is that JJ makes movies that move so fast that you don't really have time to stop and think about the absurdity of what's happening. And I think that is his style and I think it's super fun and I had fun watching this movie, but it's not impactful for Kirk to die. If literally it's going to flash to white and he comes right back because we've got this magical, uh, that can, by the way, if you had blood. I don't care if it's the year 20, one <laughs> or the year 1901. If you've got someone's blood that you can synthesize the cure to everything, that is a world-changing and, and reality-bending, altering event that just should never be introduced. He, he was like, dead, right? Like, he was full-on dead. dead, at, dead. One, at one well, point, though, was the triple, like, right? That was huh? the triple he He's like, what are you doing with that dead triple? He's like, right. I'm bringing it back to life, Jim. But, no, what what I'm the saying fuck? Jim was Nola dead. Nola North was in, in this movie, room? huh? Was he really? Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh my God. Bridge, which <laughs> at first I, catch, I was like, how are people in Star, are Starfleet like doing this? And then they made a quick reference. They were like, those aren't Star, Starfleet people. Those are mercenaries that he's hired. Those are like private military contractors. Yeah, it's to, like, it was yeah.
0: also the the throw to, uh, what is the agency? Agent 31 or what, what is
3: it? Oh, I, I can't remember what you're talking about yet. Yeah. But I didn't realize that they made a reference to that. That's interesting.
0: Earlier when they're talking about like, oh, they blew up this archive. And they're like, it wasn't actually an archive. It was Sector
3: 31.
2: Sec- yeah, yeah is section, that was? 30,
3: section 31, yes.
2: The Kelvin Historical Archives. It's um, in the Kelvin and, you know, and,
3: and that's a, it's unfortunate because I think they were like, we want to kill him. We want to have that impactful moment. But we also want people to know that Star Trek Beyond is eventually coming. And in you know, in theaters, when you watch Star Trek To The Wrath of Khan, I think in many ways, and chat correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was intended to be the farewell to Spock. And then they decided later on, they were like, um, actually, maybe not, because he does do the thing where he's like, remember. So maybe they didn't want to bring him back. But at least that's somewhat supported by, like, Vulcan lore, that you can embed yourself in there. And then, of course, it makes sense that they shot him into the planet where he's, you know, regenerating. because They're like money. Before. That's that's why it makes sense. Yeah. But in this one, it was like, at least, guys, like, at least they tried to make some, some – veiled reasoning why this could work in the star trek universe and in this one they're like we got magic blood well then the question i have is can we just bring vials of that magic blood everywhere and every time we lose a red shirt can we bring it back and punch him with the blood it seems like
0: like it'd be a really useful thing to have you know very useful right very
3: useful Similar to how like they can go back in time sometimes, I'd be like, "Well, this is something we should use more often, right?" Don't uh, we maybe they do, it? and beyond. One we of one of yet. the no things I really
0: uh, I really did enjoy was uh, I feel like the sound effects for any time fucking uh, Cumberbutt was running around doing stuff, like any time he was in a fight, the way that the punches hit just seemed. Like, really freaking powerful. They I,
4: made a more, like, brutal sound.
3: Yeah, sure. it was. It was. Dude, a, he kicks a dude into the air. Yeah. At <laughs> the guy's on the ground, and he kicks him so hard, he launches him 15 feet into the air. I'm like, that, that, he, that dude just got snapped in half. I and do love far,
1: This was I, the greatest surround sound mix I've ever heard from a movie. Oh, really? Any, any movie. It was incredible. I couldn't believe how much surround event, like, surround sounds, especially, like, being on the ship. I was like, Jesus, they cared so much. I think it might be an early Atmos movie.
4: I did love him awesome. uh, re- uh, resisting the Vulcan the the death fish. trip. God. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was, was cool. Like, like, he was you... Dramatically yelling, ah! Yeah, like you could tell he was like, yeah, like, God, he was go, like hey, don't, don't do it. Don't fall. don't fall under. Don't fall under. It was really cool. I'm so so
1: some, uh, some facts for you here. This was Leonard Nimoy's final acting role before his death uh, in 2015 at age 83. Uh, one of the conditions for uh, Nimoy to make an appearance as Spock in this film was for J.J. Abrams to make sure that coffee ice cream, uh, which Nimoy loved, was available at all times on the set. So you know, hey, at least he went out caffeinated, Um, and also Benicio del Toro. Toro Fuck you! We don't need you in this movie. He was in early talks for the role of John Harrison, but eventually declined due to monetary issues. Wait, say that again?
4: Sorry, Benicio was in talks to be who? To be con. Oh, cool. Okay, which could have been fucking cool. I'm really though.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy they went the way they did though.
4: I I mean, the the only thing I could have done without though is just like the 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 fucking the Greg (laughs) Miller haircut. Like, just the hair was just too much sometimes. Greg, how long is the front of your hair right it. now? Let me see it. Let me see it, baby. There it is. No, uh, it hit... yeah, oh that's wow, some
3: cumberbatch action right there. Oh, I got some cumberbatch Can you pretend all like? Can you thing. can you give me the look? Or a little direction for you here. Can you give me the look? Like you, you're trying to resist the Vulcan nerve pinch, the Vulcan true, neck true, pinch. True, true. Just give me that look. Let's go. Ah! <laughs>
1: hey, yeah, <they'll> look. <laughs> look
3: at how <laughs> it. Look at good. how it moves. Good. It's so nice. Plot,
2: Let's get blah 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 Remember the over He <laughs> became <now. laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the red <laughs> fucking planet. Not Mars. This fucking tree place, man. Why is it all saturated like this? I love it. You walked so into good. an Instagram filter. You know what I mean? Anyways, it's all red, and people are run, running around, and they're in robes, and uh one dude's running, and then all these natives are chasing him. And they're running and they're in like yellow robes and and they have like uh, mud all over themselves. And so everybody's just running around. And uh, the one dude in the gray robe runs into another dude with the gray robe. And guess what? It's Bones and Kirk. And they took this thing and they're running. And why are they stealing when they're Starfleet? They're not stealing. Everybody jokes on you, idiot. They're trying to get the populace away from the volcano that's about to explode. Mm -hmm. And just destroy everything. And so they're running with their, like, sacred text doing that. While that's happening, uh, outside of the – the, outside of the Enterprise in a little shuttle ship, we got uh, Ohura. Yeah, that's right. I learned how to say it. Uh-huh. Uhura. Oh, her, I got it. <laughs> you. I, I you know I practiced in the mirror. Again, oh, last, week, uh, last week in chat, they said it over and over again. They said, Oh, her, uh, and I got it. Oh, her is there. And then you got, uh, you got Spock and he's in this really dope ass dead space suit. And then you got Sulu, right? And they're all there and they're in this little ship and it's like a little shuttle and they're in the like, smoke of the volcano. They're hidden. They're hidden everybody in the volcanic ash cloud. And what they're going to do is they're going to send down Spock in his dead space suit with a giant ice cube machine and he's going to get down there he's going to go boop, and it's going to go pss, and it's going to go ice and these people beep, beep, no beep, harm beep. no foul no harm no foul no all right harm, no foul. everybody there in the civilization saved they didn't get wiped out by this fucking ball can i with, ask a science uh, with Kevin with, yes. question
4: science 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 with
3: kef they say this is a cold fusion bomb does cold fusion make everything freeze when it explodes no <laughs> What right? It, that was like it, the it's, weirdest. it's just it's 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 an explosion, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. a nuclear fusion explosion. Right, but it's cold, it, because co-
0: of... cold fusion, which one's I would, which one's fission? Which one's fusion?
3: I don't know, but all I know one is, the, is it was, two, two atoms they
0: were like a... combining and the other one is two, fusion. An atom split. Fission? Yeah
3: one of them's a marvel character Fish i don't and mailed. but all i know is that they were like you 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 launched exactly. a cold fusion bomb and i was like i think you just needed to I come think up just with the a word cold impact. right like an ice bomb would have been a better idea but anyway sorry continue greg yeah Can that I sounds news stupid right now?
4: what mixer is shutting down
2: the verge.com microsoft is shutting down mixer and partnering with facebook gaming <laughs>
4: Whoa.
2: Wow! <laughs> Microsoft is closing the Mixer service on July 22nd and plans to move existing partners over to Facebook Gaming.
4: And streamers Wait, like Ninja and everybody else who are assigned to Mixer are allowed to go wherever the hell they want. Whoa. Holy shit! Yeah, they just cashed out. Good
2: for them. I wonder Damn. if their
0: deals. Like Remember when great. I made
2: fun of them at E3? I made fun of Mixer, and everybody's like, oh, "Actually, Greg, jokes on you. I win again."
0: Look
3: at Greg Winter dance. He's doing it. <laughs> Ha 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 Show us the king. Show us the king. Show us our king. king. He's my good luck charm.
2: As long as he's alive,
3: I can't lose. This poor dog has nothing but a lifetime of memories of not understanding what's
2: happening around him. (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyways, back to Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, So Spock's got the ice cube machine. They're going to lower him down. It's getting really rocky up there. Some major turbulence like you're flying over Las Vegas, if you know what I mean. (laughs) <laughs> I does vegas have a lot of turbulence don't every time i land in vegas or take off there's a lot of turbulence oh, okay, okay because of know. the heat differentiate. It's a desert down there. You know what I mean? We're up in the fucking stratosphere with the angels. We gotta go down to uh. the demons. Mm-hmm. With the demons. <laughs> you mixer. I was right. I <laughs> was right again.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god. I mean, this is my real question. What's Tim going to call this episode? Is it going to be called <laughs> our, our Reactions to The other
1: thing, part it, <laughs> I was looking into this and uh the, the word on the street is that Michael Keaton is going to be Batman? That's in, what people are in the chat saying. Are they? Are and they I googled it. And it, with us? It's being reported from some pretty <laughs> reputable sources. Why
0: are you guys talking about this? Is screencast? It's screencast. Right?
1: <laughs> no, it's Suck. fine. We're
2: just doing all shows at once now. <laughs> <laughs> this could be uploaded like three
4: times <laughs> with different headphones. It's Fine. Hey, <laughs> hey Nick, let's play Operation. <laughs> okay,
2: perfect. I'll get it. I'll get it real quick. Holy <laughs> shit! If ba- that is fucking insane, that would be, be amazing. I will be so happy. It's not Greg. It's not how
3: I wanted it to happen, but I support that it's happening.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Jodekis that. Making them come. So Jodekis
4: and Chaz, as they finally broke. <laughs> we
3: did, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: we
3: got sick of go just
2: breaking up the show. We're been, be you wonderful. guys
3: realize that? I, th- I think my, my wife told me this, and I could be wrong about it, but because sometimes I don't listen as good as I should. But she said yeah. it's been hundred days since we started quarantine. Yeah. Since the, this, isn't that Woo! fucking
2: crazy? Now we made it, everyone. Podcast. We broke the record. We broke I think the it's quarantine what, record. When we hit. I mean, I haven't done the exact math, but it would be right around June 30th or, I guess, July 1st that when we hit that point, Blessing will have worked for kind of funny longer at his house than he has at the studio. It's Let's cool. just
3: not tell him when we go back and see how long it <laughs> takes him to figure it out.
2: Anyways. All right. So. Uh, Spock's they they don't want to lower him because it's too rocky. Spock's like you gotta lower me down there. Meanwhile, he's like, excuse me, Captain. I see that you fucking made contact with the people, and he's like, no, fuck off. And he's like, well, Space Directive Five says the Prime Initiative. Rah, 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 on, Johnny man. Five okay. over the here. Prime Directive. it's like the biggest deal. Johnny
1: right. okay. Five. I, I get it right when
2: there's a
3: PSP in a game, okay
2: yeah you did not get that right uh and the prime <laughs> director is like basically go observe these people but never fucking interfere even though you're interfering right now so it's all fucking garbage anyway it doesn't matter space is dumb and uh kirk's like don't worry about it and so like he's like fine take me down there and they're like we don't want you to go and he's like Fuck it, take me down there." And this is spock but he is so he's not as animated and so they take him down there but then the fucking wire gets cut and he goes down there and he activates his ice his ice cube bomb and then uh meanwhile uh bones and kirk were running and like we got to get back to the, the enterprise and let me tell you right now you're at home you got your soda you got your popcorn you're watching that and you're like oh they're gonna go back to space no you stupid fuck the enterprise is underwater these motherfuckers jump off a giant cliff which i didn't think they knew was there turns out they did because they got to swim on down to the uss enterprise toot, toot. you know what i mean this thing can do it all it could be a car toot, to. it could <laughs> be a train apparently too toot, toot. <laughs>
3: Put it on, put it on some rails and just loop it around America. I love. By the way, I love the visual here. I like. I love when they. Awesome. Anytime they do that big scale where you see how big the ship actually is, I think it's so cool. It's so you my see favorite them like thing. Swimming down and it's just it's there. It's this monolith, anytime, this giant thing.
4: Anytime a movie does that, and I always think of, I'll always remember my dad watching Prometheus. He's like, I don't love this movie, but whenever there's like a giant ass scale and you see the tiny little people around it, and they have that shot also underwater where they are like swimming towards the ship towards it like it's just Andy, so, it's awesome dude
3: it's it's like when they're on the boat in the fellowship of the ring and they go between those giant statues of the gondor kings it's so Look how small they are it's
1: incredible the tiny how did they incredible. get those statues left there Who made scene, those statues? Man. i didn't know that they could beat the first scene and nick i'm sorry because i know how much you love the opening star Trek no, don't even say it this News might be the greatest kind of. opening to a movie period this the first 10 minutes of this shit leading up to the the title screen every single element production design choreography what's actually happening the dialogue all of it ending with the star trek into darkness with the shit fucking like going with the blue streaks it's it's 10 out of 10 it's just perfect i would have paid money just for that bit walked out of the theater been like you did
4: it jj you fucking did it but but you get a little extra refill of popcorn too. get a little extra refill don't leave with that one you're right. You're right.
2: Uh, so Kirk and Bones get back on the Enterprise and they're all wet and it's, they're just like dripping. And Scotty's like, oh, governor, you shouldn't have fucking made us go in the water. It's a ship, not a ship. <laughs> and He's like, what do you fucking mean? We're not going to listen to you. Let's get saved this guy. And Spock's like, no, don't come fucking save me, you idiots. The prime directive states and they're like, we don't give a shit about the... Pro- oh, by the way, they threw the sacred scroll down on the ground to stop the people from peace. Yeah, we don't give a shit a about Put uh, I'm we don't give a shit about the prime directive we're gonna come get your ass spock and spock's like no i'm at peace with it he his his little cubes countdown he's just sitting there like this the lava's getting all crazy around him reminds me a lot of minecraft dungeons and he's like don't come and then they have this whole conversation kirk's like what would what would happen if you know i was in there and bones like he'd leave your ass (laughs) you know what i mean a prime directive you listen to this goddamn robot i love it then guess what volcano goes off and fucking torches their village oh this the the enterprise had taken off by the way and all the people saw it they're like what the fuck is this shit you know what i mean and so it's taken off and then it shoots out and then it's shooting all the volcanic shit out and they're not there they're they're all you know where they chase the people so their village is wiped out and then of course spock gets warped on in a sizzling suit onto the thing and they did it they got him hooray but everybody saw it and he's like oh and then he's like what the fuck man everybody's going to see it that sucks prime directive is like what's the worst that can happen and we cut back to the the people on their, uh, their their planet or whatever and they they they've tossed the scroll on the ground they're drawing the enterprise on the ground and everybody's like super fucking flipping out because this is this is different man you know what i mean this is like no, when somebody yeah. likes tv player and everybody's like eight I, tracks in the ocean nobody cares i am going to tell you guys i respect these people's this indigenous peoples
3: artistic abilities because they okay. saw the ship for like <laughs> 5 seconds at a perspective andy and they drew a perfect top down version of the ship incredible like perfect circle Perfect nacelle rectangles for the nacelles. Uh, I was like, damn, dude, these guys deserve to worship
4: us. Andy well, maybe a real... that's, I was going to say, maybe that's part of like their uh, their biology that they are just mm-hmm. able to recreate God. these things perfectly. Because it's, yeah. it's all pupil, right? Yeah. There's exactly. no iris. Yeah. They're just, and they're able to, everything is coming from in. Photographic memories.
1: Yeah. Photographic. This memory. is when they start drawing, and this is when we start hearing the do, incredible. you. God damn.
2: It rolled. That's good. That's uh good. yeah, you get the cool title sequence you like a lot. uh From there, we then go, and then it's just two people sleeping in a bed. And you're like, well, "What happened here? Oh, Crazy night, and this is turning me on." And like, it "Don't be turned on." They're going to a children's hospital. So oh, fucking yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're like, married. You know right? I mean? This is not how that's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> it's I real like sad. Yeah. Uh, hold on, dropping the dog down. He's
4: caught my wires. The cake. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, our you probably right, the
2: king. We had a headset king. Pro- He's our king.
3: He's the best of us.
2: <laughs> uh and so they go to the children's hospital and they got a kid there and she's losing her hair and she it does the doctor's just like, you know, like this ain't happening, right? It was, sorry, her ribs have left her body. He's <laughs> like, so like, I just remember over there in
4: the lounge getting a cup of coffee. <laughs> But I just imagine the so doctor dark. being that crude and crass of like walk out of the room and be like Ooh. <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> Ooh. You guys you, you really want to really uh, go in there <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so uh it's like oh fuck this this, oh you know what i mean <laughs> what a bummer <laughs> this kid's gonna die and so like the mom's in there and she's like stroking her hair and she switches the stuffed animals and then the dad's just outside like this is this is just not my friday you know what i mean it's this so is not sad. How I happen. but yeah. i think
4: this i think it's so i think it's crafted really well and and so beautiful. and yeah like you even seeing it a second time i forgot what happened And I forgot every event that sort of led into the next. And then we see Cumberbatch's character. And, like, I just love the way it all leads into the next action. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, my God, that was fucking intense. Yeah, that went dark real fast. Yeah, yeah
2: so yeah what happens of course is that dr strange shows up and he's like listen just like in the other movie i don't accept no win scenarios like i'm here and i can save your kid you're just gonna have to do some stuff for me wink and like then then it goes from there we go back to um uh, wink uh, terrorism uh, the, uh, the the academy we go to the academy and it's uh oh actually we don't i'm sorry we just toss in there just in case you are new to the franchise. Captain Kirk sleeps around. So we get two seconds of him in bed with two different alien girls and they're all like tee hee and he's all like uh-huh. and and he's listening like 90s rap or whatever. And then from there we go to the academy. But Before and we it, do
1: that though, I yeah. do have a fact about those girls.
2: Did is it a fact? That- I don't know.
1: Tim is here with no Prado. That's true. That hair. is true. Um, during the scene where Kirk wakes up in bed with the two cat like alien girls their tails are not computer graphics. <gasps> They're actually remote-controlled animatronic tails. Oh, my God. For a Whoa. second, I thought you were
3: going to tell me they actually
1: had tails. I was like, I don't. <laughs> breaks I don't. my brain. I and feel like this should have been bigger news. <laughs> yeah. Chris, Pine, Chris Pine was not about it. And he he said it reminded him of spider legs. And he was really freaked out about the whole thing. But just like, that's just a weird thing. Like I wouldn't have expected that. But hey, they did it. Animatronic <laughs> tails. So, uh,
2: then we cut to the Academy where Spock and Kirk are coming in and Kirk's all excited. It's like, maybe they're putting on us that five-year mission. Why else would they call us in here? We got the newest ship. We're the best Hello, ladies. And some ladies pass or whatever. And Spock's all like, I don't know. I'm very logical. And so they, they go in there and expecting just like fucking ticker. Uh, what is it? It's a ticker tape parade. Right. They want, mm-hmm. they want to like pull the confetti can- cannons and be like, you guys are the bees fucking knees and we love you. And, uh, instead they walk in there and Pike, who by the way, out of the wheelchair just has a cane now. <clears throat> He's like, so what happened? Nothing fucking happened on this uh, planet, huh? Kirk's like, nope, totally normal. Nothing to report. And then uh, he starts quoting Spock's report. And Kirk's like, you can file the report. And Spock's like, I thought you, I thought you would too. And it's like, no, you idiot Spock. Why would I do that? I saved your stupid life. That, you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't, I was against the prime directive protocol, right? And so it's like, ah, everybody's mad at each other. And Pike's like, yeah, you're fucking, you're a piece of shit. And he's like, Spock, go home for a second. And Spock goes home for a second. And then he's like, all right, you know what, Pike? Here's the, pro. Or the Kirk, you don't listen. You don't trust. You know, he's like, that's why you like me. He's like, I don't like you anymore for it. I can't do anything. The tribunal's meeting right now. They're taking away the Enterprise. You fucked up. You're going back to the Academy. I, don't, I can't protect you anymore. You're a piece of Garbo.
3: But and it's what. Like, oh. It's one of those things where I'm like, would they really send him back to the academy? He's been a captain for like a year. Wait, does I, he go
2: back to the academy? It's like, I out it's, the had... the it's like you called out at the end of the last movie, right? That like he actually had no training, right? He actually just got yeah. promoted super quickly. But
3: they still let him be captain forever. Like he's still on missions out in space, and I'm I just don't understand how. Like, so you didn't demote him, and eventually, of course, they demote him back to what the next logical step would be, which would be first officer. Because I assume once you're first officer, I think you're the rank of commander, and then once you're once you're pushed into captain, that's that's the next logical step. But like, cool. So he gets to like you get demoted to first but sending him back to being a cadet and a private, I'm like, just fire him. Like at that point. Wait, did they not would, fire this doesn't make I, any sense? I thought that they, like they anyway, said basically... so we're sending you back to the academy, and it's like, What?
0: I don't... that makes no sense. Yeah. I, I yeah, I thought that they sent him to be the his first No, yeah. he goes yeah. to the bar first the and then drinks, and
3: then Pike comes and says, I fought for you and now you can be my first yeah. officer. When I would have just been like, Why don't you just demote him to first officer to begin with? But we have yeah. to have that scene where Kirk's drinking
2: the academy though <laughs> so Kirk gets his uh, dreams crushed or whatever and then we jump back over to member Cumberbun Cumberbund and he, ha- he draws his blood he puts it in a vial then he takes a ring and he puts that in this little cigar case then he gives that to the guy, the guy who's the dad and then the dad goes over to his uh, daughter and he takes the blood and he puts it into the water IV solution then he's like cool my- that's good and he looks kind like, mm. of like what's wrong with him that's a weird thing like why wouldn't he be happy he goes from there uh, to, what's this? The Kelvin. He goes to the Kelvin Memorial Library or whatever, right? Again, this wouldn't have existed in the timeline before. He walks into this thing, and he walks to his desk. And he's like, hello, Susan, and all this shit, right? And then he's like, can't wait to have this delicious glass of H2O, which I'm pantomiming, but I have. Hold on. I can't wait to have <laughs> this delicious glass of H2O, right? And he takes off his ring, and he drops it in there, and he's like, what's about to happen? Is this one of those things where the little dinosaur starts small? <laughs> (laughs) no brother it's an explosion it was a terrorist attack
3: do you know what this reminds me of which i always thought were fascinating but i never ever ever actually had one alka-seltzer you know you drop it in there and it gets fizzy you've never had an
0: alka-seltzer i don't think i have
4: i
3: don't think i've ever put
4: i usually they're they're not like as fun as they look nick it's like an emergency you ever do the emergency what like not the vitamins but the actual fizzy turns no. your water into like it an it? orangey beverage and airborne, it's super tasty right it's like it airborne cool. oh, airborne
2: yeah it's like oh no but it doesn't fizz that way see.
1: yeah i love everything. i love i love this scene especially being so close to the scene of the little girl being saved because like both of them had like no dialogue it was just yeah. beautiful music Quick and really and really really great on. camera movements and just kind of like let you sit on people's face facial reactions and seeing what they're doing and it just tells the story so well and like just seeing uh, when you see Cumberbatch for the first time, you're kind of like, oh, he's saving him. And then so immediately you're like, he's the fucking bad guy and he's in control of this. And I, I like that it sets up this, it's not a whodunit. It's like, we know who did it, but why? And what did they do? And what is what are they going to do next? And I, That's why I think that this movie worked for me where the beginning was so strong of setting it up that I was just kind of along for the ride. And the action, like the last movie, just keeps on going and keeps, keeps the ride chugging, mm-hmm. toot, toot. Toot toot, toot, toot toot, as the U.S. Enterprise itself says. All right, so there's been this huge explosion
2: then in London, right? Terrorist attack. That's fucked up. Um, we cut back over to San Francisco, right? And Kirk's drinking at a bar, uh, like a dive bar, like we saw him in the first movie. He's about to start hitting on this girl. And who shows up? William Pike. He sits down, orders the same uh, bourbon Christopher drink. Pike. Christopher Pike. Christopher Pike. I'm sorry, I'll, show, I'll put respect on the name next time. Thank you. Um, he sits down, and he's just like, I knew I'd find you here. I know you better than I know yourself. This is much like the bar I met you in the first. And they recap the movie we just saw, right? Of the, they do a much worse job than I did, right? Because they're talking about the cupcake fight, but they never call him cupcake once. You know what I mean, Pike? Don't come in here and drink my Kool-Aid. You don't see me out there hosting things. Jen, do you see me out there in movies? No, you don't. You see me in here doing the recap. <laughs> It's <laughs> like what am
3: I doing? Show oh, us our king. Show us our king. Just <laughs> wants
0: her coffee. You know what I mean. <laughs>
3: Shut yeah. me. was <laughs> our king.
1: Michael <laughs> King. What a day.
3: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Let him go. He'll cry himself out. <laughs> He'll laugh himself out. Hey, uh, anyways Fight. It's like yeah, it was a good fight. It wasn't a good fight. They argue for a while. You know what I mean? It's it's jovial, uh, but it's you know same same shit as always. I see something in you, kind of thing. That's why uh, you know they've given me the enterprise. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm asking you to be. My, <laughs> I'm asking you to be my first officer. Yeah. <laughs> that's he's so like, funny. Oh, that's really cool. That's impressive. Me, yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah. I still can make a case when I need to make a case to Marcus. They say Marcus. Guys, does it look? Kid. Does it look like Tim has a
4: handlebar mustache, kind of?
3: Thing? <laughs> <laughs> right? He does a little,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't do that. I I think these two scenes are really good, and I think, but I think I, I hate that they're kind of that close together because they're sort of like, oh, conflict set up and then easy resolution. But yeah, the, the idea behind this is obviously what the theme of the movie is trying to be about, which is that Kirk just doesn't get that at some point he's going to hit, he's going to have to sacrifice something, he's going to have to make a, a tough choice. And he thinks it's because he's so skilled that he hasn't done it yet. But Pike says that's just sheer dumb luck that you haven't been put into one of these situations. Um, and then, of course, we also get what I think is a very endearing line, which is where I'm at a slaughter right now. But Kirk says, thank you. And he goes, you're welcome, son, or something like that. And yeah. when, he, when he says son, he says it kind of like, yeah, I, I, know, I get that I'm a surrogate father for you because you never had one, which makes it the, the, his death five seconds later all the more impactful.
2: Yeah and he like turns away choked up at one point uh, Kirk does and he's like oh speechless uh, you know I never thought I'd see that day um and so yeah they're just chilling it's like this is all great news let's get fucking blitzed but his little communicator goes off and he's like oh my god like they're calling <laughs> oh my god they're calling section 76 to the quad bench or whatever I don't know fuck uh, what he says no, but he's no, like exactly. this is a bad this is bad <laughs> you know what I mean to me an audience member sitting there watching this afghan on my lap <laughs> I'm like oh shit they're getting an emergency meeting call that ain't good and so they go there, and uh, they're all walking in, and Kirk's walking in and Spock's walking in and he's like, Oh man, thanks again for fucking me over with the goddamn report or whatever. And he's like, I thought you would have done it. I'm blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Well, they took away the enterprise and he keeps calling him captain. He's like, Don't call me captain anymore. I'm not captain anymore. Uh, he took away the enterprise, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, Do you know why I saved you on that planet, Spock? And he's like, Oh, I, I And he's like, Ah, you don't get it. And he walks away. Oh, and then Spock's new boss comes over and he's like, You're with me now, Spock. He's like, Okay. And so they walk into this giant meeting room and they all sit down at this giant oval table. And yeah, there he is, Marcus, man, fucking Terminator himself. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. When you saw this, Nick, could you believe Peter Weller came out of retirement for this flick. I mean,
3: first off, he didn't come out of retirement for that. He was doing episodes of psych long before this as the yin and yin. He hasn't done
2: anything since the third RoboCop. And here he is. Uh,
3: He was in the second RoboCop. I don't believe he was in the third RoboCop, unfortunately, but no, it's awesome seeing uh, Peter Weller on screen and just hearing his voice, that iconic RoboCop, Peter Weller voice Is really really cool but it's one of those things that the second he came on screen and the second that i realized they cast peter weller as marcus i was like he's the bad guy you're a bad guy and this guy's a a bad guy
1: guy. give it ahead just a little bit where they get to this like they're in the room and he's like it's bright room and he walks and he's touching all the different ships and oh here's the big black ship because i'm the bad guy i'm gonna point yeah it's like okay a little on the nose there with all of this but he's badass so i'm down i don't care yeah yeah he's so cool and his Uh, ship is awesome yeah, they go in there so and they start,
2: they start having this meeting and it's like, oh, this is fucked up that they blew it up. And this the guy, what, yeah, what's it? They call him John Hay and what's it, John Henderson, Henderson, what's H- John Hancock, John, John Harrison, John Harrison. Alright, so John Hancock, like, he was one of our dudes and we trained him and now he's gone rogue and, like, nobody's warped out of Earth space yet so, like, he's clearly here somewhere. This is an old-fashioned man, huh? And you're like, woo we're gonna be around <laughs> Earth doing Star Trek stuff. This is cool. But, like, as soon as, like, all this starts happening, Kirk immediately starts uh, turning uh, to Pike and he's like, I don't know. And Pike's like, shut the fuck up. I don't know. Shut the fuck up. And then, like, uh, or, from across the table, Robocop's like, you got something fucking to say, son? And he's like, yeah, it's just that, like, he was one of us so he would know that if you call off Space Protocol 7212- table that we'd all come to this room and write them like this fucking pink light I hate, and that. And- I hate that part I hate that, that Kirk figures out the grand plan
3: five seconds before it happens I'm like really that's that's the conclusion you jump to is that a terrorist attack like that there's so many other things that could have been possible in this but th- th- I do want to say before we gloss over that line I that when that. he like says it. we I like it. that like, um, I, I just when-
4: I like that uh, that Spock kind of immediately goes oh it was Spock right yeah Spock was in the room was mm-hmm. Spock wasn't yeah, Spock goes, was yeah. in the room. Spock is the one who yeah. goes, yeah. It is weird that he did commandeer a ship that ha- doesn't have like warp interstellar travel space yeah. travel. Yeah, yeah, warp travel. Like they, they all start putting it together. I don't know. I think it's I think it's kind of cool that you know Kirk is showing, hey, I kinda belong here. Yeah. This is why he's not you just all good like good looking. Much. He's smart too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's I like nice I,
3: I like that line right beforehand though, and, and great kind of gloss over it. But he has a great line of dialogue, Peter Weller was like and hunt this man down. And it reminds me of when he's like, dead or alive, you're coming with me. Like,
2: fuck, they let it be RoboCop, get this again. son of a
3: bitch. Twice. Can we do a RoboCop in review? Uh, no, because there's only two that are good. Maybe one day. That's up to ten. But How many we, are there we, total? We do. Right? We only do two. What's that? Okay.
0: How many are there total? I think there's like five.
3: Nice. Wow. Damn. They did a lot of straight to like DVD or straight to VHS for RoboCop movies. RoboCop. I, I was like, I don't want to do this shit anymore.
2: Um, but yeah. It's cool. I'm sorry. Continue, Greg. Oh, no problem. I'm having a great time today, guys. Uh, So the room gets all pink and orangey and stuff, and Andy's like, yeah, it's cool. And he does that little tongue thing he does. And so then they just go... Started shooting lasers in there and it was like oh fuck this is a terrible idea for a meeting room for secret things and a <laughs> everybody's running around and tables are flipping and chairs were are you talking were you talking
4: about me that i'm the one sticking my tongue okay. yeah
2: you do that thing i love that thing i love that tongue um so people are just getting shot to death left and fucking right and so kirk he runs to the other side and he gets a gun he's shooting at it but it's not doing any fucking damage but he draws the fire away and uh he grabs a fire hose at one point and ties it around the gun and he's like this is a plane like what's he gonna he need to jump on this thing and on the other plane of action right like fucking uh pike is just down he immediately goes down then he just gets shot again then fucking uh little ne- li- little nemo oh. gets him and he brings him over and he puts him there and he's like oh man like you're fucking dying and he's like <laughs> You know what he's doing? The th- tongue yeah, hold thing. No, on, the hold, cool on, hold on, hold on, little
1: Nemo. Hold on what? Yeah,
3: yeah, little Nemo is what little we're calling Nemo him now.
1: because <laughs> <What>? he is letter through letter Nemo. Okay, okay little yeah, yeah. Nemo. That makes is total brilliant. sense to me, Greg.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, you know what? If I see one more criticism from you on my quarterly reviews, Tim, that you want these interviews shorter, the only way to do it is to shorten the names and give everyone a nickname.
1: <laughs> <That's laughs> you true. can't keep up with little Nemo, <laughs> the only way. <laughs> Yeah. Will Nemo, roll we'll All right, that's what's happening here. Do you motherfuckers know how many goddamn tweets I got this weekend about <laughs> saving party mode and bringing it back? You can't just say things. You can't just make up bullshit. Wait, Andy, did, did we, we said that like that? a no. month ago, though. Andy, nah, we, was
2: that you? we did it during a predator stream and then we brought it back. <laughs>
4: It was Nick. No, Nick created it, but then I brought it back, you and I was like, back. I oh, shouldn't man. be doing this, but I shouldn't I let, perpetuate I let it die Nick's bullshit.
3: I let it die, but Andy has become corrupted by me now. Let it die. <laughs> I appreciate
2: yeah. it. Uh, Alright, so then, yeah, Little Nemo sees him dying, and he's like, ah, shit, fuck, and so he mind melds with him, right? And you're like, oh, what's he learning? You know, you go back to the other thing, though, and Kirk's like, fuck you, and he throws the gun, which then gets sucked into the turbine, which then sucks the uh, the fire hose in, which then sucks the wall unit in, which then takes the plane down to the ground. And everybody's like, "Fucking god!" And so they go down there. They did not get him. He's gone, right? Like, they they have the the really, that really, really
0: dope scene where he, as the ship starts to go down, he looks at him, and we see the like fucking teleport rings coming yeah, around yeah, yeah. But he gives him. Yeah, dope. And look. that's when
4: you're, and that's when you're like, "Oh fuck, this is bigger chats. than we even thought." Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, from there, uh, uh Spock and Kirk. Go to see uh, Marcus, and they walk in there and they're like, This is what you're talking about, where he's got all the ships laid out, and we see like our current spacecrafts, and then as they start getting crazy Star Trek spacecrafts.
1: <laughs> I keep thinking Greg has a little man bun, but he doesn't, it's just oh, a plan. In- oh,
2: oh, um, and so you know, they're like, Listen. We got a lead. All right. This guy has gone to this part of Klingon nobody goes to, Shafferlies, And he's in this quadrant. And nobody's yep, living there. The part right? of Klingon, no one's going so, to Nestoshopheles. Like, there, let's go get him. Let's go get him. Let's go get him. And Marcus is like, We can't do that. You know we can't do that. It's gonna be it'll be it'll war. We're already on the verge or no, I'm sorry, Spock's Like you're enemy war, you know, verge of war with Klingons. And Marcus is all like, I'm Robocop and like, listen, man, we're already there we're already if you ask me it's already started we're already fighting the klingons so like i'm not too scared about this you said nobody you said there's only one life signature in there right yeah great i got these experimental photon torpedoes right we're gonna load them up in the uss enterprise you're gonna go to the side this like the edge of the uh safe zone what do they call it, neutral space you're gonna fire these motherfuckers all of them just brrr, 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 right in uh, i'm only gonna do three i could do all 74 if you want brrr, that's four count me kevin <laughs> 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 a in and i'm gonna just blow but it, like nobody else is living there so you do that and then you haul ass back and kirk's like god yeah i'm in man let's fucking go and spock's like yeah this is a fucking terrible plan like wait a second we're gonna start a war this is against all these different things and kirk's like just shove it up your fucking pointy ear you asshole right like, is that there. a joke i on my pointy ear. So they're like, and they're all mad about it. And they're bitching, bitching, bitching as they get onto the ship. And as they get onto the ship, they find Scotty and he's bitching, 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 bitching about all these goddamn missiles. They're trying to load. He's like, what's with all these fucking photon torpedoes here? They won't tell. Oh, is there a problem? Uh, and they like, he's uh, Kirk says, Spock, get the fuck out. And he's like, Scotty what's the deal and he's like I don't know what's in these what's the payload like I'm not going to let them on my ship if you don't tell me what the payload Smart. is and Kirk's like just put them on the fucking thing and he, Scotty's like do you understand that we're, we're like run by a nuclear bomb and that if there's any weird variance in radiation or anything like that somebody leaves the microwave on too long we're all dead so I can't just let you bring on these things that could be filled with ping pong uh, ball parts and all this different
0: ping pong ball
2: parts and they're like the most listen, dangerous thing known to man ping pong ball parts
0: <laughs> in the back of the Nick, future ever... interview
2: reference for you you know what I mean I'm in the interview Universe, all right. You guys don't even know. <laughs> I'm like ping pong access. Ball parts. <laughs> I
3: don't. I don't get it either, Tim. But we'll we'll just go with it.
1: I love it. I love it.
2: <laughs> I definitely meant ping pong. Uh, so sorry. Uh, pinball machine parts from Back got in the Future. It. Got it. But I got that's what you got from me. All right. I like. I just like it when Nick says ping pong. um and so scotty's like no i'm not gonna fucking do it and kirk's like then get the fuck off he's like i i will i and he's like fine then go and he's like fuck i just quit the uss enterprise and so he's like let's go to his little dude and him and his little dude leave and so then uh kirk you know marches back to the bridge and he's all like i'm fucking doing this and he walks over to check off right and he's like listen man you know how to do shit, right? And he's like, of course, Captain. He's like, you're a chief engineer. And I was like, oh, fuck. Go put on a red shirt. Oh, fuck. Okay. So he bounces down to go do that. And so then, like, I think, yeah, Spock's still like, like, what the fuck is going on here, right? Like, why is all this? That? Oh, did we already? When, when Kirk and Spock were coming up bitching about it, this is when Carol Marcus entered the picture, by the way she got on when they were bitching, right? Of like, what? And she's going to be the science officer. Right. She's been assigned to the ship. Why do we need a second science officer? Uh, it's just, you know, the sign, here's the thing, fucking thing. Kirk kind of looks at it, but she's, you know, this attractive woman, and we already know he's the chauvinist uh, womanizer from the thing. So he's like, sure, just get on the fucking plane. Well, more than that, yeah, also, sure. it's just a way of rubbing into Spock's face that someone sure. else could potentially do his job, because they're having she, those, those yeah, problems yeah. as well. And she's a weapons expert, too. That's been thrown out there as well. So, um, great, good. That's all fantastic. Uh, now, kirk then hits the intercom and he's like listen motherfuckers here's what's up we are going out into space we are going to blast nephrosopheles off the face of klingon to kill the guy who killed uh, christopher pike who as you remember hell it was helming the ship at one point and then i took over and then he took it back over and i'm not sure if you've been briefed on that news because i don't even know if you got briefed i was going to not be in charge and he he doesn't go into this much detail but he probably well, should
4: have he also should have explained and by the way we got carol danvers to
2: replace little nemo you that would work. Yeah, that would work. I mean, again, he's got no time to lose, but he's here updating everybody. You know what I mean? Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, and they're like, all right, let's go. Put, Mr. Sulu, put it to warp nine or whatever. he's like, right away. And they're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they take off and they're doing their thing. And uh, this is when you know Spock just won't let it go. He's still worried about it. And this is where he starts talking to Carol because she's down there and she's looking around all the uh, photon torpedoes, right? Trying to figure out what's the deal with the photon torpedoes. And uh, she's like, i gotta know what's up with him he's like i know who you really are you're marcus's daughter you're here to figure out we're gonna get to the bottom of this and as they're talking like like, there's a hard stop or whatever and kirk radio's on down to check off he's like what the hell just happened man why are we not in warp anymore And he's like i don't know captain something's gone wrong there's a leak i'll find it uh sorry
0: i was just gonna say watching this shit was so stressful and like feels like every time (laughs) i'm out of the office where it's like i'm watching you guys do shit and it's like oh what the fuck's wrong oh my god they just have to go do down i just i, I get how scott felt
4: sure <laughs> like the, it, the internet's out the internet's out is it the internet's the computer we're dropping frames is obs crashing like
2: <laughs> um i left off that uh spock's uh and ev- everyone being like this mission kind of seems bogus uh that was when uh Kirk- and notify them that they weren't going to blast nephrosopheles they were going to actually go there with a landing party apprehend uh cumberbatch bring him back on the ship bring him back for trial because that was another thing too they were everything they were doing was against starfleet regulations right they were going to kill this guy not give him a trial not cool anyways i'm sorry the ship has stalled out now they are stuck in warp and, and they're in klingon airspace they're not in the neutral zone anymore and so they're like, yo, boop, boop, you know, check off what's going on. There's a leak. I'll figure it out. All right, cool. And Kirk's like, listen, we got to just go now. Let's get together a landing party. Let's get down there. Let's get this guy. And Bones is like, you know, you don't rob a bank on the get it away car. has got a flat tire. And I'm like, that's why you're the MVP, Bones. I like that line. And, uh, oh, is he getting knowing, the MVP the way, for this? That, sorry, what's that? Is, is Bones
0: getting the MVP for. for?
3: Uh, no, me? I'm not saying that. As it's last week i like Sounds um, like Greg
4: just gave it to him.
2: Fine,
1: I just did. There's no reason to do the bid anymore. Congratulations. Well, right. so, well, so you know, Greg, the bid has changed. Yeah, we do. The bid oh, now is you just nominate you just, whenever you want. As you go. We yeah. all okay, do that Andy, have you made Greg, a uh, song?
4: Tim nominated uh, ladders have yesterday. Have you made last, a theme song? Week. Oh. I have made a theme song, Tim. Did you really? Yeah. Can we hear it? <laughs>
0: is.
1: <laughs>
4: <Hold on. laughs> it sounds like maybe you haven't made a theme song and you're making it right now. <laughs> Oh, man, it's just, I'm, I got to jog my memory, but keep going okay. with the plug I Okay, maybe next, the plug. maybe next week, maybe next week. Okay, so. Uh, uh, just,
3: just worth noting that I, lo- I love the back and forth in the scene prior where the the, the, the the at the heart of the discussion is that Starfleet is not a militaristic organization. Right. They have defensive and offensive capabilities for their ship, but their ships are science vessels. They're supposed to be for exploration, which is when we then get the ship that Marcus <laughs> has made to be like just attack only. That's why it looks different, and it's a, it's a really cool visual
2: effect so it's like listen we got to go down there we're doing it every shut up we need a landing party it's going to be me it's going to be smock it's going to be gamora it's going to be cupcake guy from the fight and it's going to be some other guy we don't really know uh everybody get out of your enterprise stuff we got to get into we're just we're dirt merchants right we're bad guys we're mercenaries if we get caught there there can be no connection to starfleet we're not starting this war uh mr Chekov. make sure everything's running by the time we get back here mr sulu you send a message down to uh Khan. or we don't know Khan yet. but you send a message to Khan saying hey if you don't do this we have a whole bunch of torpedoes and we're going to fucking fire on you and kill you everybody's like cool 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 uh the mercenary team they leave uh sulu does the radio thing and he just delivers a hell of a performance here from john cho who's just like i will fuck you up like don't fuck with me right and it's funny too because bones didn't believe in him right say, you just you sat him down with no cards and told him no bluff uh but then he does it and he's like remind me not to piss you off mr sulu and it's like yeah I fucking Christian. And uh then, uh so yeah, then our our people get down there and they're going to land. But then, guess what? They're getting pursued by bad guys. Lots of Klingons. They or one Klingon pops up and they do this whole flying around space chase and like, Boo, woo-doo, woo-doo, right? And they're going all crazy. And they go through a really tight thing and they lose the space car. And you're thinking like, man, they got away from these Klingons. Not so fast, sir. There's a million other Klingon ships there. They land. They're surrounded. Klingons yelling, and they're like, fuck. What are we going to do? You know, they got like little phasers and stuff, and oh her uh is like you know what let me go out there i speak klingon i'll get out there i'll talk to them i'll settle all this no big deal and they're like i don't know she's like i'm going oh this is what we talked about earlier the tr- the trouble between uh the, the funniest part in this the elevator right where it when kirk realized that uh gamora and spock were fighting and then when they ran into spock and they started being quiet and then when they got on the ship right he had been he had asked them like was it was gonna be a problem. They're like no and on the ship ride down right they started arguing it. about it yeah, and how how he had uh, no problem leaving himself there to die, right? And this is where I think does Spock say it all here about like why you know it's yeah. not that I am not afraid of emotion or whatever. It's like I saw my entire planet die, and that's when I said I would never feel again, kind of thing. So it's not that I don't have emotions; that I just don't show it or some shit like that. No, it's like that he feels just... them too
3: deeply. That's the problem. Is that he's <clears> like I go, I, well, I was in such a bad place, and then he goes. I think I don't know if it's here that he talks about it, but he did, and I think we glossed over it. Yeah. But he does the the mind meld with. Pike as he's dying, just to feel what he we felt. Talk about that. Yeah, okay. Such a
0: weird thing. Um, we didn't talk about
3: what he brings out of it in this conversation, though. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's the whole point, right? He's like, when I when I felt that, I I, I know what it feels lost, and I don't want to feel that because I feel so deeply. Because Vulcans, just like every like, they feel deeper, they're stronger, they think, you know, they're, they yeah. they experience all these emotions way way crazier. So that's why he has to shut himself off because he cares so much for Uhura that if anything were to happen, he would go fucking nuclear, like we see him do at the very end of this movie, where he just starts pounding Khan in the face. Yeah punching harder at it. I do,
4: I do. Again, I just love all the back and forths, though. I love. Oh yeah. I love. I love uh, Chris Pine being there and be like, guys, do we have to do this right now? Okay, all right. <laughs> He's okay, just like okay. it's just so damn. And funny. The cat feels
2: don't... the same way. That's not true. Well, actually, yeah. it is true. <laughs> that,
4: that, that, <laughs> yeah. Again, it's just I, I love the, the the writing in here is just so great. It's so Guardians to me, you know.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, and it's also like it's so good because in this movie, I think that's what Tim's responding to. It's so fun because it's a bunch of people who are friends that are trying to be professional. And then at moments have those professional relationships, but then at other moments just drop the pretense completely and are like, yeah. it's like a group of friends talking at a movie. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's a fun vibe.
1: And Anyways. Uh, a fun speaking of fun vibes, there's a little section here there when they get to the Klingons uh, bit. Uh, part of this was directed by Edgar Wright, uncredited, hmm. but he's talked about it in uh, different podcasts and stuff. Hmm. Why was well, that? Do you, yeah, why does that happen? Why does why does a director um, come into film? Connection to Simon Pegg. I think it was just like a fun thing. I think he came in to direct a shot. Like I think it wasn't like a, he needed to. It was more of a Oh, okay. So it's not ooh. like when like I forget what it was. There was a story. Maybe it was Peter Jackson or someone else that
3: was so tired that he yeah, actually no, asked like that. one of his friends to come direct for a day so he could sleep. I
1: think it was more like I imagine JDR was still on set. Like I, I imagine it was okay. like oh, hey, I wouldn't be able to like, see, wait let's... if Edgar Wright's coming on
3: set, I'm definitely gonna hang out and watch this happen. That's That'd so be cool.
2: So uh oh her oh, is like i'm gonna go i'm gonna fucking go do this i'm gonna go talk to him she walks out there and she's all talking klingon to this guy and he takes off his mask nick how do we like the klingon look i think it's awesome um i think it's it's a cool take on it and i
3: think it's mirrored that sort of look as kind of they continued that in discovery which is cool it's like I, I like the no hair klingons just badass looking with the with the uh kind of i don't think it's an exoskeleton but whatever the ridge is called yeah
2: i think it's cool um and there basically she's basically like listen, we, you know, we're here to hunt this guy. He's a he's a danger to you, he'll kill all of you, and they're like, we don't fucking care. And as they're saying burr, burr, like shots start happening, like, oh shit, it's fucking him. And so everybody's getting just shot to death by member to he's got like a fucking he's got a gatling gun he's got a pistol he's doing cartwheels he's like what the fuck is this whoa who is, who is this matrix motherfucker right now
3: uh in meanwhile he has yeah, like yeah. a mini gun in one hand and a yeah. bigger gun in another hand and he's just shooting at people and no one he's just standing elevated for everyone to see and not one klingon can get a shot off at this guy
4: greg you know what it reminded me of okay, when garris is uh
3: ah, in Arch- aspect archangel, too.
4: Right? archangel uh, don't, yeah
3: don't bring in an inferior series into this okay wow
2: yeah wow uh <laughs> well there you have it uh so yeah like our star trek folks the enterprise folks they're fighting down there and they're barely holding their own they're getting you know klingons are kicking their ass for, not well they're it, they're fighting whereas uh, cumberbatch has got no problem with anybody he's just fucking everybody up just destroying them and so eventually he Saves them and then comes down, or he shoots the gun out of Sue, no, Spock's hand. And then he comes down there and he could easily kill everybody right now. And he just points the gun at him and goes, How many torpedoes did you say you had? And they're like 74. And he drops his stuff and he's like, I surrender. And you're like, all right, he's up to something. Yeah. He's pulling the Loki Avengers move. Something's going on. Immediately in here. I, it's like, Why like this feels
4: so unsafe? And then Pine just unloads on his face yeah. and doesn't make a dent, doesn't scratch him. And yeah. he's just standing going. there with his he just he's standing there, there with his, of his of weird ass hair. It. And it's like every once hey, coming back, how about you just do one of these every once in a while, right? Like, Andy, I like if
3: we if we had that hair, that's exactly what we would do. We would let it fall and just stare through it. No, but here's the
4: here's the the problem. It's it's the it's the thing that Tim was mentioning on another on one of the KF podcasts. I want it to look like um, homeboy from Uncharted 4. I want it to look like Ray Fadler, but like where it's like still back, but there's still some kind of fall. not the whole damn thing, bro. Like, you know, that's too
2: fallout boy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Looks like Pete Wentz out here. So we go back to the USS Enterprise. We put a member at Cumberbatch, uh, aka John Ham, aka Doctor Who, aka Con into a glass chamber there, much like Avengers. And uh, what do do? they walk up. What was that Tim? Was, what was doctor that Tim? Who?
3: I don't think he was Doctor. He was Sherlock. I don't think he was. strange? Doctor Strange and Sherlock you're thinking uh, the other guy yeah, was doctor Yeah he wasn't Who. I don't think <laughs> I like David how this Tenning. is the one you want to get correct on Yeah <laughs> I mean you did call him I think you called him. him Benderlin Cumberbin
2: or something like that I'm, some, I'm keeping yeah, I'm keeping uh, guessing on what he's going to be yeah. uh, Anyways, so doctor who's he's locked away okay. he's and uh they come over and they're like what's your fucking deal and i don't even remember what he says at this point maybe he says maybe he doesn't eventually they have him stick his arm out they take his blood i love this Um, effect by the way where he puts a little device on and opens the hole so cool in in the
3: thing i'm like that's fucking rad that's awesome technology that's cool
2: (laughs) and so yeah he's like i freaked does he lay it all out here he definitely gives the coordinates of like hey no no no, he gives the
3: coordinates first and then and then he i think he tells him who he is because when he remember when he comes back he's like who the fuck are you what's going on who are these people because
2: they open up oh the yes and he's like the check people. the torpedoes check the torpedoes and here's and here the, coordinates.
3: the coordinates right at which right, point right right Kirk goes I got to call my boy Scotty and then we he call the he's out
2: drinking at the port of San Francisco with his little now, okay
3: now, now now Greg I'm going to tell you this because you yeah. know this is something I like and I want you to know when we're done with quarantine we're going to go off a cocktail and we're going to get some okay. of these there's a little bowl on the table of olives like good like an all you know when you go to a nice restaurant you get a good cocktail I say would you like a little sure. olive appetizer and you go you know what for five, $10, I think it is worth having p- olives that haven't been de-pitted that I'll forget. I'll, I'll fucking know when I order them, but then I'll immediately forget and then I bite into the first one and chip a tooth. But the cocktail is what helps right. me forget about right. that. Right. That's what we're going to do when we're done with quarantine. Wow. That's it great. I'm also, going I'm, I'm going to put Scotty as MVP because Scotty, from this point out, is the best part of this whole movie. Wow. In, I back you, Scotty. All right. MVP.
4: Tim, play the theme song.
3: MVP of the series in space.
2: And so, so uh Scott is really good the mate. coordinates. Was really He's good. like, I'm not going to fucking do it. And I'll remember the numbers. What was the second one or the third one? Again? He's like, Well, you <laughs> think
3: I can't remember four numbers? What was the middle one? yeah <laughs> It's so good. And so i so the d- timing is
2: excellent he debates for a while and then he's like, all right, cool. Let's fucking bounce. And so they're going to go look into that thing for them. Um, Then, yeah, they're like, all right, let's open up one of these fucking torpedoes. See what that's all about. Like we can't open a fucking torpedo right here on the goddamn thing. We blow everybody up. If something goes wrong, they're like, cool. We'll beam you down to that planet for a while. By the way, they're stuck here. They're just fucking stuck. They can't leave because everything's all fucked up. They beam, uh, 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 Marcus's daughter, uh, Carol, they beam her down along with Bonesy. Uh, Bones has steady hands, right? And that was funny too, where like so he's got steady hands, but like they're radioing down to him as he's doing it, and, and he's like flirting, and they're like, "Don't flirt right now." <laughs> he's like, "Who wants to see these steady hands at work or whatever?" And they're like, oh my god, shut up! Yeah, but they, they go down. They, I, I like the the cut
4: to Chris Pine when he when he and Sulu look at each other like. Oh, God. Here we yeah. go. Carl <laughs> is the best, man.
1: He's so good. So a fun thing here is Scotty refers to McCoy as Bones. This is the only ist- instance in the history of Star Trek uh, where someone other than Kirk refers to him by this nickname, um, with the exception being something that wasn't canon. Uh, and, and even then, when McCoy gets angry, Spock tells him that Kirk would have said, forget it, Bones. So it's quoting Kirk there. But this is mm-hmm. a fun thing oh. where Scotty's doing it. And also just shout out to Simon Pegg. Like, yeah. Bones is our, uh, uh, Scotty's MVP, but I say that Simon Pegg's MVP. And yeah. don't you just love it? He, Simon Pegg should be in every single movie just playing the guy that, that shouldn't be here. He's just overwhelmed with everything that's going he on. Know why. He like, doesn't know why
3: he's in this. He's just that he's specialized and they brought him in, but he did not know he was getting himself into. It's Later, like it's all
1: Scotty is. It's just Benji with an accent. And yeah. I
3: love it.
0: <laughs> Later when Scotty runs and he's like, I'm running. Yeah. I, Good job updating me as you're running. I like to know that you know, yeah. you're getting there as fast as you can.
2: Let me know your progress. It's a progress report. Good. uh so they then bones gets his arm caught in the thing it's gonna explode uh carol rips the thing out everything's okay they open it up or they look through the thing and oh my god there's a fucking human being in here right and so uh scotty then on the, the other plane action right he goes to the coordinates right he sees something and then we it's like one of those like what does he see and he runs away it looks so like then a uh
0: ship right nick
3: isn't it weird how, how much like it looked like a Borg ship well, the thing he sees at first, I think, is just the factory, like the space dock. No, right? I know, but he...
0: like, didn't that look just like the Borg? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. The big square one? Yeah. At this point, though, I don't Borg think, cube? like, in no, timeline, it doesn't make we sense. Yeah.
3: It them, yeah. But it, it had that kind of look to it. Yeah. I, I like how ominous all of this vision, like, all the stuff is here. Yeah. And yeah. he sees it, and then quickly thinking, he's like, I'll just maybe go inside with these ships and see if anyone notices. And no one does, because people in Starfleet are stupid. Dummy dum dums. No
2: um so ne- yeah now back on the ship they realize they have 74 people in these pods uh kirk then runs back to Khan. he's like who the fuck are you he's like i'm Khan. i'm in the suit i'm 300 years old i'm the super uh I'm, you know secret agents right. can i do it andy you tell me if i did it correctly
3: ready i am Khan. wait 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 one to your job
2: now we get kirk's reaction
4: nailed it that was perfect nick like, excellent. excellent good yeah.
2: Thank you. uh and he lays it out. He's 300 years old he is like super soldier he has all these other super soldiers in their pods they were frozen away because they thought things would get better in the future or some shit like that uh and then marcus found one of them and was like oh man you're fucking con here work with us for a year and you can teach us how to be better and how to get ready to fight everybody and be the most dominant military in the world and then he's like you know what fuck you're you're not great and I don't want you anymore, so I'm gonna either ice you or kill you. I forget, and then Khan's like, "The fuck you are," and give me my people, and he won't give him his people. Right, so it's this also big- like is,
3: is weirdly continuity wrong as well. So if any, I mean, and people can correct me if I'm wrong because I might get a little bit of this wrong. But so in the original series, starts with the original series, he fights Khan and all of his people, and then realizes that instead of killing them, he should strand them on a planet and let them have their own civilization that will they will just continue to evolve with. They don't have a ship, so there's no way to get off. And of course, that planet in Wrath of Khan. Uh, ends up getting just like the, a moon nearby or a, a sun nearby goes nuclear or uh, supernova and turns their planet that they were on that was a paradise into a desert like fucking hellscape and then of course by happenstance uh, Chekhov's new ship comes by sees it realizes that it's a SETI Alpha 6 instead of City Alpha 5 I think is what it was they think they're, they're landing on one planet and they're actually landing on the wrong planet and then of course they get abducted by Khan and his people and they go and they go fight Kirk. So it's like, it's weird to me that they're like, we're just going to freeze these people for well, 300 years and see what happens when they, we thaw them out.
0: Well, but they were they were frozen in uh, in the original series, right? They, they were frozen. Oh, you know what? I'm, they you find know, I'm, getting my,
3: I'm getting my time frame mixed up. You're absolutely yeah. right because the original series happens after all of this. Because the original series is about the five-year yeah. mission and, and that they're cool. about to go on after mm. this. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, right. so that's cool.
0: cool. There's there's the yeah. one line where they're like, because of all the shit that happened with the time traveling, the um, the Federation started looking for shit.
3: Right, that makes sense. And they found us. Sense. Okay, you're absolutely right. Yes, yeah, so an important note: the five-year mission they're talking about is the five-year mission that starts with the of the original series. Correct. Like that's where he's like our mission. to boldly go where no one's gone, go where gone, before before right? gone before. Is they're they're trying to go as far out into space for five years, and no one's ever been there before. That's where they boldly go where no one's ever gone before. Bones isn't excited about it. Bones hates it because Bones actually doesn't like
2: ships. But he also, you know, he hates more than ships. Divorce And that's his ex-wife. Yeah, she was in it. Remember? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we got Khan's whole fucking story, right? And he's basically like, you can't trust Marcus. Like, it's kind of convenient you broke down here, right? And that it's kind of convenient that you're gonna start a war that he wanted, right? And all this other shit. He's like, he's gonna fucking come through, and he's gonna have a badass ship, and he's gonna kill you because he wants to kill me, and he just want, you know, blah blah blah. Do you have someone you loved him? I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her real bad.
3: Wow, that was incredible! Awesome. That was a
4: really good Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh my God!
3: Thanks, man. I've been practicing. <laughs> Do some sport, twister. Oh, he's got really good lines in twister. Let's go to Aunt May's and
4: eat some pancakes.
2: <laughs> 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 that's, that's exactly his uh, character.
4: Before is, we move one on, he's like finger of God. The finger of God. Uh, he may not say that. That may be Bill. Uh, pull, Bill Paxton.
1: Maybe. Before we move on, to him. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Me Undies. Remember this Pride Month, it's critical that we take a moment to recognize and remember the intersectionality between pride and the racial injustices that we continue to endure today. Uh, This month, through their Me Undies Gives initiative, Me Undies continues to take action to achieve their mission of creating a more thoughtful and accepting world by making $50,000 donations to both the It Gets Better project and Black Lives Matter. They, like Me Undies, are committed to standing up against hate and intolerance and creating a world where hope outshines fear for all people, with MeUndies, give simply by shopping MeUndies, you help them support this cause. That's awesome. We've talked about MeUndies forever. I love them. I'm wearing them now. Hopefully, Kevin's wearing them now because I that's am a, it's a, good. What? What? Which ones? Hold
0: on. I Pineapples, have pizza on, and I've got the pants on t- with the lightsaber.
1: And Andy got the pizza. What do you I have got? I, I, I didn't hear you.
0: Pineapples, and I've got my lightsaber. Uh,
1: lounge pants lounge pants so many options and again big greg miller got them pineapples you'll love to see it me undies has this brilliant thing called an undies membership where every month the softest undies ever appear at your door the convenience factor is clutch you never have to leave the house and then you get site-wide savings early access and free shipping it's great. You get undies. Everyone's happy. Uh, MeUndies is a great offer for you guys. For any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off in free shipping. Uh, you can get your 50 percent off, your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to MeUndies.com slash morning. All you got to do, MeUndies.com slash morning. Get 15% off, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee, and donations going to good places. So one more time, MeUndies.com slash morning. Get your undie on.
4: I bought a, I bought a new three pack random pack, a little uh, mystery Ooh, thing. So Keep us updated. Wow. Very excited. Yeah.
2: All right. So he's like, guess what? Marcus is going to show up. And, and Kirk's like, no, I won't. And then he pretty much walks away back to the bridge and is like, oh, God, Marcus is here. And he's like, hello. And it's like, oh, wow. And he's like, Cool that you're here. Like, you came to help us. Clearly, like, what do you mean? Why well, you broke down. Why else would you be out here? And yada yada. And this is when we see Nolan North over there behind Marcus. We're like, yeah, we know that guy. Treasury, yeah. what up, Nolan? And it's like, yeah, cool. And so, you know, it's, it's this t- tense conversation, right? Their shields are up. And he's like, Yeah, you know, blah blah blah. And he's like, you know, just uh blah blah blah. Like give me con. Like it goes on for a while, right? They're just like, hey, go on, let's get them and do the thing. Give me con, give me this stuff, or whatever. And like, all right, cool, we'll do it. Sure. And he's like, You leave those shields up, or whatever. And so then they just make a run for it, right? Like, when they shoot off, and, and Mario's like, ah, you you fucking kids. And so they're like, we're gone. This, this is perfect. And then uh uh, who is it? Is it Khan or is it, Oh, it's Scotty, right? Who Scotty is like, they're gonna catch up to you. He's like, oh, Scotty, where are you? he's like I'm on the fucking ship. And like, oh my god, that's fucking red. And he's like, No, they're gonna catch up to you. They this ship is crazy. It's like Robocop it meets Terminator and fuck the Star the Starfleet. Like it knows what it's doing and it's gonna catch up to you. How can it catch up to us in warp? And sure shit, it fucking breaks out of warp and it's just like and it just starts fucking unloading on the enterprise Dude, it's so bruh,
1: cool, man. Yeah. And and when it knocks the enterprise out of warp, it's just like it's just so fucking awesome and it's so jj like this it's moments like these that i'm just like i love that there's this kind of like jj is almost its own genre of of like action movie and it's like that comes with its own pitfalls for sure but this is an example of it working
4: it's so terrifying like the the idea that uh, obviously you know we in uh last jedi we Hear about tracking through inter- interstellar space and all that shit, but I just love the idea and, and the visuals of how it looks. And it's just so scary thinking that they're home free and they're just totally good. And then the giant black like gunmetal ship shows up and just starts laying into them. It's so bad, That's
1: People, what it is. Yeah. It's fucking die
2: space black man. It's just die too. Just... Yeah, that's the thing we talked about it last <laughs> week, right? Kind of glossed over. It. Couldn't, <laughs> it couldn't put it in the right point. <laughs> But it is the awesome thing of uh, them getting sucked out the side of the thing, yeah. right? And like really showing but the it's in of space. But now in
0: hyperspace or whatever yeah. the hell. They- do
2: you think they just keep going forever? I don't know.
0: They no, get man. Sucked out
3: at the speed of light, do you think their bodies just keep traveling at the speed of light forever?
0: No, because the ship also falls out of uh, out of whatever it's hyperspace. what is it called? What? It's it's not hyperspace though, right? It's-
4: warp speed. I think Warp is what speed.
0: It. Yeah. So it's a warp drive. It.
4: It's, warp, it, it's weird. Like obviously they cool. like the 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 rules of science are like completely bent and broken of no, like they're, them they're, of them hanging on like they're hanging out of a uh, oh, of an yeah. airplane or something but it's just terrifying to think about yeah. what happened like it's terrifying to think of what happens when you're just floating off into space with no like <laughs> with no way to get rescued but you're in warp speed right? what the fuck dude that's yeah. so terrifying
2: so yeah they get blown up they get sucked he's just laying into him he's blowing stuff up right and carol's like you have to let me talk to him if he knows i'm here he won't let any of this happen to us right or whatever and so uh he's like all right and they open it up she he opens up the channel and she's like dad it's me carol or something like that and like he, he gets and then he just stops and he's like carol what are you doing on the ship or whatever and she's like this isn't the man who raised me and you want to do this and yada yada, yada. and he's like all right cool but i would do this and she just starts getting she's like oh, and she's like it's just fucking terrifying the most yeah. the most brutal warp i've ever seen in my life but she's beamed over there and they're like Fuck. so kirk he he's like leave the shields up and so he runs over to khan and he's like you got to fucking help me and khan's like let me out of here and i will man i know that ship let's get over there let's take them out uh let's you know just fucking wreck shop on them and then everything will be fine and we can get yeah, everything we could and they're yeah. like all right cool scotty has disabled the other ship at this point right 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 right, right. good point good point good point because at one point he's like we have
3: that great moment with kirk where he he goes like he brings carol over and he goes, I want Khan. And he's like, Well, I gotta be honest with you, I wasn't gonna let your crew live anyway. Like, if it was any consolation, I was gonna kill everyone one no matter what. But crew, but but we have that gut wrenching moment where Chris Pine's like pleading with him, he's like just do whatever you Take want with me yeah. alone. And he's like, Dude, you know I can't do that. They've seen my face. They know I'm RoboCop. Like yep. without the mask, I yep. gotta kill everyone on this ship. And then, woo, 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 woo,
1: woo, woo, there yeah. goes down. and
3: kind of- I got.
1: Dude, and so, yeah, I, I yeah, this is where the enemy of the enemy is my friend. And it's like you know how that story ends, right? it's like, yeah, but I mean, it's a good phrase. Like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> so There's there's that line, and there's what I think is one of the best lines of the whole
3: movie is when they get on the ship, and Scotty's like, why, why is he helping us? And Kirk's like, I'm pretty sure we're helping him. I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah. know, I, can't, I don't know why, but I'm pretty sure we're helping him.
2: And so that's the thing, right? Like, uh, you know, Kirk and Khan get ejected out the side port of the, the Enterprise. They're going towards the garbage port on Scotty's end. He's trying to open it. Uh, they're running into shit, dodging shit. Uh, Kirk's mask gets cracked at one point. He might die. Then the the HUD goes down. Dude, then he sees Khan. The whole, yeah.
0: the whole them getting shot out and like, okay, we're going to shoot ourselves into this other hole is such a cool concept. And I love that, like, uh, you know, uh, what's-his-face just seems so more, like, uh, what's his name? Khan seems Con? so more ready for it. Like, when it's about to open and he, like, crouches down. And like, fucking Chris shit. Pine is like... like, oh, I guess I should
3: <laughs> Yeah. Also, Pine, he's, all, he's posturing as well. He's like, I've done this before. I've got space deck. I was on a space drill. Don't, don't worry about it. That was really or,
0: funny. I thought that was a great line.
3: Yeah. Are you ready for this? Are you? <laughs> like, oh, shit. Also, they need to figure out a better way for these people to see through than these glass helmets because man, I'm so tired of people getting cracks in their helmets and then imploding. It's just it's just an epidemic in sci-fi movies. But it's got to look stuff. cool. The little lights, it's cool. Yeah, the heads-up display, that's dope. Sick.
2: Um, so yeah, they shoot in. Uh, you know, uh, Scotty's getting shaked down by some guy, and he's he's already tied himself to the thing. And finally, he's like, "Sorry about this." And at the, they, who's what's that countdown? Uh, what countdown? Dude? What do you here? He hits the button. That dude gets sucked out. Uh, our guys get sucked in. Uh, they shut it down everybody's there hip hip hooray
1: so, yeah. Dude, that whole thing though I I really enjoy it it's action for action's sake done right I think where it's it's cool it's fun I haven't really seen something like that before it doesn't last too long there's always witty dialogue and it's not just like explosions and like crazy shit. it's like the the stakes seem high and it reminds me of back to the future a lot where there's that there's not too much going on everything's focused on this one um kind of set piece and it all has to come together at the right second. There's multiple things that had to feed into that. And I just love it. Cause by the time they get thrown into the thing as a viewer, I'm like, Whew. like we that's satisfying.
2: It. Yeah, 100 percent 100 percent
1: Um, I I, I read
3: another piece of trivia that stayed mm-hmm. that was like an inside joke of show me your hand. Did you did you come across that, Tim? I saw. yeah, go for it. Yeah. Then. Because apparently the Scotty, the actor that played Scotty in real life, um, back in the day, had lost a finger in in war when he went to a real war. I think it was in World War II, I want to say, um on D-Day. And, uh, never, it was, was kind of subconscious about it. So we never wanted to hold up his hand to show the audience that you can like, there's only like one or two scenes, apparently in Star Trek, we can actually see his missing finger, but that was, this is sort of like a little, that yeah, kind of fun. Like a little, like,
2: um, so they're on the ship now. And like you said, are, why is he helping us? I think we're helping him. Yeah. Uh, they're running all over the place. Uh, they're getting ready to go after, um
0: con is just destroying the yeah he's everything. wrecking
2: shop right oh he's doing God. amazing things over there and so he's yeah ru- they're running to the bridge uh, back over there this is when spock's like something ain't right about all this and he calls he hails new vulcan uh he gets on the horn with old spock and he's like yeah did you ever run into a guy about named Khan?" and spock old spock's and me like oh you know i told you i wouldn't tell you too much but i will tell you and he like fucking lays it out right that yeah. whatever the full name of Khan is is like the most dangerous person we ever faced and he's a horrible dude and yada 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 I uh, Nick, you want to take it because you had better like actual quotes because he's like no, yeah no, I'm like, no. yeah, say
0: really really quick I, I enjoy the Mr. Spock yes Mr. Spock you know they fucking feel so much satisfaction saying yeah. that yeah well. the
1: whole thing's corny as fuck but it's like it's one of those things where I'm like I don't know I buy into this like I'd rather see him than not see him and I'd also rather see him in just one quick video message than have him be like integral to the plot in the way that he was in the first one because I think it works so well Should there be- but it is is weird the only reason i don't like it is because it reminds you that
3: you if you can call for help why wouldn't you right if you called vulcan now granted i guess the vulcan empire is not what it used to be because there's only like six people left but then why wouldn't you call if you can get a message to vulcan can't you get a message to earth and have like 15 other ships come and decimate this thing but isn't i don't understand
0: he, isn't this dude the like top dog in starfleet
3: yeah, but you would also, I mean, you would think that you could, like, hit up fucking Tyler Perry, or whoever that guy was, and be like, you <laughs> know what he's doing, like, That's have so some people over here, or or hit up someone else, I mean, there's there's multiple, multiple there's, like, thousands of uh, civilizations of being a part of uh, of the Starfleet, or Starfleet, so just hit up someone else, like, I don't know, it just it just seems weird that he's like, we're in a dire situation, and I'm gonna call my friend Spock, and, and all I'm gonna ask him help-wise is, like, how did you beat Khan, when I'd be like, Hey, we're in this really bad spot. Can you send like that super fast ship that you still have and come over here and shoot some red matter at this thing so we can just envelop it? That'd be cool. But instead, he's like, "Cool, thanks, man. Okay, uh, you know, what? hang tight. Uh, stick, a, uh, watch for us on
2: Instagram for updates on how this fucking thing plays out." <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um, click the bell. <laughs> click the bell. Yeah. So yeah, they get the rundown. And there's, you know, how do we beat them? You know, great personal sacrifice, all the chance. Um and so then yeah we're on the ship with marcus right and every there so we've killed everybody uh, uh we and it was remember when we got to when we get to the bridge uh and we get to, everything settled uh yeah, kirk tells uh, scotty to take down um what's his face uh con and so he does that but Khan obviously he's like fucking terminator times a thousand so he, st- he gets back up he kills marcus here is that right his face like, like oh for- yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah, yeah Jesus.
0: I like that. That's his signature move—just crushing his head. Right, he right, it, he, right, he tries right. to do it later to Spock, right? And I,
4: and I and I love that. Like even when he's doing it to uh, Spock, there for a while, they still have those kind of bone-crunching sound effects. It's like, wait—is his skull cracking? Like, <laughs> get that checked out, bro. Like, even though you won this fight, we still heard skulls cracking and shit.
2: <laughs> and so then they beam back to the Enterprise or uh, Colin forces them back to the Enterprise, but they somehow they get back to the Enterprise. Uh, exactly. Spock back in Kirk, Kirk. And they're over there and this is when the Enterprise loses its power. And everything's in crazy free fall and people are sliding all over and check. So this is another weird thing for me, right? Because I'm like, wait, I
3: thought they were by Jupiter and then I guess they went to light speed and now they're orbiting Earth. So Are you really going to tell me that this is happening in orbit of Earth and no one's coming to save the fucking Starship Enterprise that's being destroyed? Like the flagship of Starfleet, the ship that is the most important ship in the fleet, is getting picked apart by a mysterious other ship that no one's ever heard of. And no planetary defenses come to their aid at all. It's very, very weird. The first time I watched this and even the last time I was like, wait, why? they're right by Earth? They're so close to earth that they get caught in earth's orbit and people aren't like, you can fucking see that from if that was happening up side, like, what is that thing happening in the stratosphere right now? What's going on? And of course they fall. That's fine. It makes for drama, but it also, this is, this is where when you start to think too, too like hard about these plot lines that JJ Abrams writes, you're like, "Eh, I'll stop thinking now.
2: Yeah. So yeah, the enterprise is tumbling now dead in the water towards earth in, in the gravitational pull of earth. Um, Kirk and Spock and Chekhov are running around trying to, or not Spock, I'm sorry, Spock's on the bridge. This is uh, Scotty and Kirk and Chekhov running around trying to make all this shit happen and get everything fixed again. Uh, at one point, they remember some switch they need to throw. Chekhov goes and throws it, but it turns out this thing is misaligned. So they run to that door that's got the big old radiation thing on it and they have to realign things in there. And Scotty's like, You can't do it. We can't do it. If we went in, we would die of radiation before we could even do it. And uh, Kirk's like, That's why you won't do it. And he stuns him. And then he goes in there and he
1: Is goes to punch punches him right in the oh fucking dome.
2: <laughs> he does the Metal Gear thing and he's getting all irradiated and shit and he gets up there and then just starts doing this really weird kick that doesn't seem like it's
1: the right direction. for like what I means. don't like this. I like yeah. the idea of it, but the, it, yeah, it, it, wasn't, the it wasn't Metal Gear. It's like yeah. it should have yeah, been like, yeah, I yeah. should have been like feeling something and instead I was just kind of like, why are you kicking that way? I didn't feel yeah.
4: anything until like, obviously the, the death moment or yeah, whatever. Totally, but, totally. I, but leading up to that, I always think about punches that are thrown to intentionally knock somebody out and how just like how Hollywoodified it is. Where, like, what if you just punched him like, oh, and he was like, oh, fuck. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I thought I need a <laughs> Andy, I didn't, get, I was, I didn't I knock you out ju- the first time. I was, like, just, oh! <laughs> thinking, I was just thinking that. <laughs> it always happens in movies that we just kind of like yeah. easily believe that one punch, like, knocked him unconscious like that's lucky, for, but, you. But that's lucky it for you
3: knocks him unconscious forever which is like always that's always the thing that gives me anxiety when i see someone do that in a movie i'm like the dude's gonna wake up like three seconds people don't stay unconscious for that long if yeah they <laughs> have serious like they're yeah, it's going to real bad real bad like if you watch any ufc fight someone gets knocked out you get dazed for a couple seconds and then if the person stops beating your ass you pop back maybe in the next 10-15 seconds. Maybe it takes you a minute or two to be aware enough to open the fucking door or like call someone else, but like beam him out of there. And, like, <laughs> get him out. Like I don't know. I can't you beam him out of there? I don't understand it. But whatever. But I do like I do like how he has to realign the warp coils or whatever, whatever the, or I forget what the terminology was, but it, it does mirror what Spock had to do in wrath of Khan, where Spock has to go in and he takes this thing off. And as he takes it off, like the, I guess it's the warp core or something. I can't remember. And then it just starts spraying him in the face with white, hot radiation. And he has to reach in with gloves on and like realign some things. And then he puts it back on. I mean, of course that's where they get warp power back and they get out of the Otara nebula as it explodes. And everyone's like, dude, we fucking won. And then we get that moment where I think it's Scotty he calls up to the bridge and he goes Jim you better get down here and he goes what's wrong he's like just just come and it's like at that point is where I start crying and I keep crying all the way until the funeral at the end I brought the
0: call uh, <laughs> I, I thought the I know you guys just talked about this but like the kicking thing like man I was really lucky that he was able to get it to move a little bit Like I, I wish it was something that was doable and that he was just very hurt and you know Instead well, of private, oh sure yeah that's why this giant in, like, structure that like could could it just seemed very fortunate that he was able to move it like so
3: like in Wrath of Khan they had a much better reality right he was supposed to uh, Scotty was going to go in there but uh, Spock says I'm I'm the only person that can actually do this because because of my Vulcan biology I can withstand the radiation for long enough to get the job done and when Scotty protests he knocks he uses the Vulcan neck pinch knocks him out and then or, I'm sorry not Scotty bones it is his bones. Vulcan neck pinch and then says, remember, and puts all his memories in him and then goes in there and sacrifices himself. And by the way, if you think this scene is at all sad, you will be gutted when you watch that scene because Spock, when he's done, is blinded by the radiation and he's got sores on his face and he stumbles. And it's the saddest thing because as he's walking forward, as Jim's talking to him, he hits his head on the glass because he can't see where he's going. And then he just falls to his knees and the rest of the scene plays out like that. And it's fucking gut wrenching.
4: It's not it reminds me of Chernobyl. I don't like it one bit. Mm.
2: Very nice mm. like that. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Kirk gets it back online, of course. They get the thrusters just in time not to crash into Earth. They come back up. Then it's what you're talking about. But in this movie of Scotty radioing to Spock saying, you better get down here. Uh, Spock comes down. Kirk is on the other side of the glass, radiation, you know, it's still decontaminating or whatever. We can't get in there. Um, And Kirk, yeah, says his goodbyes in, you know, pained radiation uh, poisoning uh, voice Uh, and, you know, talks about, like, how do you do it? And, like, you know, were you scared? I'm scared right now. And they have this, uh, you know, moment that's touching enough. I, I don't think, their relationship was built up to this point enough like i think i could have done one more movie with them or yeah. I don't know more buddy buddy in this movie and they uh, have, rather than have them be separated at the beginning of you know over yeah. the report or whatever
3: and they, but they have that moment where he's like you know the reason i saved you and spock says is because we're friends like he's yeah. my friend and that of course is i don't want to say a poor man's version of probably what was my favorite line in you know, in, in any of the Star Treks where he's like, I have, I, I am now and have, or I'm sorry, I'm just going to slaughter, it, of course, because but now I say it's my favorite line and then I slaughter it. Uh, but he says, Ooh. I am now and always will be your friend. Um, and they have that moment as, as Spock's dying, he puts his hand up and they both and they do the opposite side of, of, you know, his hand. I
4: right. was, I mean, I was tearing up. It was effective for me, man. It yeah. got me pretty good. But I mean, like, you know, it's obviously
3: a lot more powerful when you see not only were they in two movies together, but they were in two seasons of a television show together. And they had that time to to develop that rapport. Where at first, when first when Kirk first joins the ship in episode two, he's he doesn't like the Vulcan because the Vulcan zoological. But then, of course, as they go on all these adventures together, they learn from each other and they become best friends. And so when he dies in Star Trek to Wrath of Khan, you're like, wow, I re- that's a really, really powerful moment. And then, of course, he also does that. Like he literally goes like ship Jim. They have they have a lot of the same lines where he's like. Uh, he's like, Jim, ship out of danger, and he goes, yes, Spock, you, you saved us all, and then he has the line where he goes, you know, the needs of the many, outweigh the needs of the few, and then Kirk goes, or the one, and looks at him, and he's like, fuck, I can't, he can't do anything to save his friend, because he's like an inch away from him, and he just knows he has to let him die, and that's that that beautiful moment.
2: And that happens here, uh, but they obviously revol- reverse. and then uh, you see the building coming of the emotion overtaking Spock, and he goes, ah! and it's not nearly as powerful as last
3: God. God. they should put a little echo on it like he's in a big chamber put a little echo on that Put a little like old school like outdated reverb you know when you go to get the reverb tim in premiere and it says this is not you're not supposed to use this anymore and you're like that's the only one i know i don't know how to use yeah, the other it.
1: yeah i'm not using the way. new tools i forget at this point the had they already
2: tool. had they already sent over the torpedoes without the people in and blown them up yes i believe okay so. so they had done that so now you have Khan on the ropes and he's pissed off and he's gonna just fucking take this to starfleet and he tells <laughs> oh yeah right He tells the totally, like, mortally wounded ship to just make a a course for Starfleet Academy. And then all these dopes in San Francisco are there with their lattes, and they look over, like, oh no! This motherfucker smashes (laughs) into the... It takes out Alcatraz. Dude,
1: it fucks everything up. The city is gone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bye-bye.
2: It does that. It smashes into the shore. It, you know, destroys building after building after building. It'll be funny in a second, though, when... uh, Okay, so that all happens. Uh, Colin jumps down and slides down. And he grabs a cope, and then Spock comes down. He warps in and immediately sees him. And he starts chasing, and they run four blocks. And four blocks away, everything's totally normal. <laughs> People are out there just doing their thing, not worried about the giant fucking world ending explosion. Either. Um, Spock is chasing Colin. Colin is running from Spock. Uh, they get on top of a flying car at some point. They're fighting up there. Uh, you know, Spock's getting his ass kicked. Uh, uh, is also like, hey, I figured out how to save him, but you can't kill him. I need him
3: alive. I need his blood. It's like, well, if his blood can bring people back from the dead, can his dead blood bring people back from it? Like, what? <laughs> you know Shame. what
2: I mean? Shame. Yeah. Can I even
3: die at this point? He's got this blood. Can we
2: even kill him. He that was be- my thought. Lamar. When. When it got and when this whole thing is like I need I need him alive. I'm like, wait, don't we have 74 more of him? Don't the other people's blood do the same thing? I really need him alive. We could just thaw one of these guys out, take a little. Which they did. They thawed one out, put him in a coma, and put uh, Kirk into one of the things to keep his brain from deteriorating or whatever. Whatever though. This is a movie. Uh, They jump off one car, they jump onto another car. They're all beating each other (laughs) up. Uh, Exactly. Gamora comes down because she needs to get the blood or whatever, and Khan sees her, and he's like, "I want to get you." And, and Spock's yeah. like, "Fuck you will." And then Spock gets the upper hand somehow, and then just starts pounding spot on his like, fucking spot face. Like, spot like rips off a piece of steel from the ship
3: and hits him over the head with it while he's fighting with Uhura, yeah. and like, and then he just gets on him and he just
4: starts waylaying on his face.
1: Yeah.
3: Then,
4: well, right. I think I, I think he get him alive. I think he had been weakened by all of the stuns that yeah, she, she shot was him, taking like, by four the times. gun. Like, yeah, because we saw him get knocked out momentarily with a stun gun. And I think he's just, but his adrenaline was pumping this part. Yeah. So it just took a lot of stuns and his body was just like kind of getting weakened to weakened, you know? Cool.
2: Anyways, yeah, they take him out and then we get, uh, instead of, like, we, the next scene is just Kirk waking up. He's been out for two weeks. They gave him a whole blood transfusion with Khan. Colin. Khan's uh, a popsicle again. Um, everybody's uh, okay for the most part. You know, this is you're alive. I like alive. how Bones, like, are you having any, like, delusions of grandeur? Yeah. He goes, no more than usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <it> was funny. <laughs> Pretty fun. And so uh, from there, it's the rechristening of the Enterprise near, almost a year later uh, at Starfleet Academy. And Kirk uh, is, you know, up there giving a very bad ADR speech. Like, the speech is good. The performance is good. But it's all ADR where it's like clearly it's not even like made to sound like it's in that loud open area. So when they cut to shots of him up there doing it, I'm like, you know, it's way. really bad. Yeah, I did not like it. Yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he he's he says what, like, you know, when I took c- command of the USS Enterprise, Pike had me recite the, the mission. This is where he does the bold to go where no man has gone before. Right. They lay out there going on the five year journey. Um from there, it's yeah, the montage of them getting ready for the next this five year journey, Bones ain't happy about it. Uh um Sulu gives up the captain's chair or whatever. Uh everybody's there. By the way, to the fact that
3: Sulu one day becomes captain. Oh, does he? He's like, yeah, Sulu becomes captain in uh, well, I don't know if he does in the Kelvin verse, but in sure. the movies, I think it was Undiscovered Country, he is not on the ship anymore. He is the captain of oh, neat. another ship that is their new flagship, which has all sorts of problems, but he ends up coming in. It is a great scene where he comes in like like fucks up some people it's cool yep but greg that's like being the biggest streamer on
4: mixer like excelsior thank you yeah like you'd rather you'd rather be like a smaller streamer on on the enterprise you know what i mean
2: I guess so, because of like, the main, <laughs> main thing. I'm glad you brought this back around, Andy. <laughs> I'm glad you brought this back around, because as this has been developing, I was of course making the joke of when I got shit all over on it, that E3 in 2017 for saying Mixer would never happen, and everybody's like, it's actually really popular, and the, or, it's actually really cool, and there's no latency. And, I, and So I've been laughing like a fucking maniacal Greg maniac character. I have seen through my Twitter feed while this has been going, the fact that this is obviously a whole bunch of people losing their jobs, streamers losing their it's income, awful. smaller yeah. people. that, it, And it's like, that's a great point that I don't want lost in. The greg character of this getting his comeuppance and having <laughs> i don't want the evil baron greg miller character to outweigh the fact that that is a great point when you sit here and actually have a not in the middle of an interview discussion that a lot of people just lost their jobs and a lot of streamers just lost their audiences that is terrible and our hearts go out to them
4: show us the king though he's asleep over. A i
2: can get him here that and then credits roll tim take it away credits roll and the hype's hell seven syllables always.
4: in the middle You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. That's
1: haiku in review. Ooh, ooh, haiku ooh. in review. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash funny to write your review in haiku form. um, Just like Alec Bobco did. Eruption canceled. Missiles. Hide a mystery. God. Uh... We got Jason. Why was that whispered? Because it just felt right. And I didn't want to scream it. I have sensitive throat. Also, Joey gets scared easily. And she's right upstairs. so. <laughs> I have um,
0: sensitive throat.
1: Jason says, love the chemistry. Not great for the Star Trekkies. Way too much punchies. Which is why I liked it. I liked it too. Um, And then oh, Grant Burton. Know, why a lot of people did as well. Grant Burton says, not bad, but not good. Why remake the Wrath of Khan? Pike has great okay. sideburns. There you go,
4: he does, does have great sideburns. I noticed that that that, pike, sharp. pike, and even pine, like both of them, they they started sort of formulating the sharper seventies looking. I love it. I love me a good sideburn. I, I, I love I love that they committed to that. said yeah, existed,
3: but it is that look. And I and again another shout out to the production design behind all this, like where they just they i don't I, I love that they do it i don't know why they do it, but i love they do it instead of having the same uniforms from movie to movie to movie the uniforms are always completely different you have the base Color. level on the bridge yeah. and like the, the textures change but then when they're at the academy his uniform is completely different and the next movie we're going to see and this is future spoiler but there, his uniform that he wears on the bridge is way more formal and it's way more um it looks a lot more like when they they made the movies and they decided to upgrade all of their uniforms to be like more movie it's like, like- power ranger movie andy exactly Where they went from spandex uh, to like cheap best. plastic oh, oh, that's that's it was so cool yeah. remember that it's
4: the coolest thing ever <laughs>
3: yeah. dude you know back in the day that was that um, uh, was because of budget because they were like we have to make a bunch of costumes and then we have to have them be easy and cheap and so they put them all basically in t-shirts and like skinny and skinny jeans but <laughs> when you get to the movies they're like we have more budget and i think even in the first movie they were totally different but but but, but people didn't like it so much Maybe I'm mixing up the next generation, but either well, the, way, by the, the time they got to, uh, to Star Trek 2, they were like, we need way easier uniforms to take on and take off. So they gave them basically just jackets that buttoned, and that just became the look for the rest of the Star Trek movies for with the original cast.
4: Andy.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank the villains. Of the Star Trek, Kelvinverse, cinematic, Kelvinverse, universe, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, alongside Andy, Kevin, Tim, and Nick. Hello, boys. What's up, dude? We need to figure out where we want to rank Khan, and I assume Marcus. Uh, as you remember, since this is episode two, we currently have Eric Bana as number one right now. And I Con, thought... one.
0: What did you say?
2: Oh, I just you said Khan's uh, number
3: one. For me is number yeah, one, I was right? going to
0: say Khan's number one, too. Like, totally. uh, Eric banna to me wasn't a very strong uh enemy and Khan
4: like at least he has way more reasons you know, and Khan can just kick family. people into midair it's true
2: very strong <laughs> See, I, I, I go with eric banna i like eric banna over Khan. Why i thought I have been outvoted so shut up oh You're i know can i talk though kidding, kevin I'm or is it you know what i mean it was a joke mijo let him only let you can talk. make dumb jokes uh, no, how do you I'm... know, all my jokes are very smart and require a thinking man. All right, I'm, not real good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making white collar jokes out of here. I'll have you know, so. <laughs> fucking slaying right now in corporate America. Um, anyways, no, uh, uh I like Banner Moore. I think this guy thought he was more grounded the entire way through i you know it, for the whole con thing the bad reveal of being con the fact that he is superman so it's like what's going on the fact that he you, I, what is the range of his powers i thought marcus while well, it's cool to see peter weller you know uh, kind of being rebel cop again <laughs> just, being, just being peter weller like he kind of comes out of left field i don't know the, this this whole movie doesn't work for me so i guess that's why but i'm not going to stand in the way of your votes ladies and gentlemen number one is still no i'm sorry no it's con and marcus number two Eric Ban.
1: Now it is time to rank the <laughs> Star Trek universe. Um, I have a feeling I'm the only one that would even have an argument to put this over the first, but even I don't think that's true. I think number one is better than this. I just thought that this definitely it stood up way better than I expected. It exceeded it your expectations. It's legitimately good.
0: I do want to say this movie was. I I think it was funner. Like I liked that. Like the the relationships are all established for the most part and action is going on but i do enjoy the first one better
4: yeah i think the first one front to back is just a lot more consistent and it didn't really lose me uh where this one just towards the end i just kind of felt like i didn't really believe in what was happening anymore and yeah part one's just awesome but i think part one is like maybe one of my favorite movies we've done in this in review
1: Last week I was saying that uh, the last third of Star Trek 1, while good, just kind of felt a little bit cookie cutter, but it kind of invented the cookie. like It just kind of was uh, only boring to me because it's the foundation of everything we've seen. I didn't think that with this one. I thought this one felt a lot more modern, and I really thought the action was well-paced. and uh, It was a great combination between dialogue, action, and just fun visuals and sound and everything, and I I, I bought it. But there was a lot more I didn't like about this one than the
3: other. Yeah, see, for me, I think that this movie is – I think it's enjoyable. I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to uh, – I kind of was in Greg's boat where I walked out of the theaters. So I was like, eh, I was a little disappointed with that. And then watching it, you know, it parts like I do here where I can pause it, get up, move around, or whatever. I found it a lot more enjoyable the second time around. Um, but I do think that it suffers from the same things that a lot of J.J. Abrams movies suffer from, which, like, the first one's super cool. It feels super fresh. It's in and out. It's it's action-packed. And then you see a second one, you're like, it's a very similar movie with this very similar story beats and similar humor, and you're like, okay, I'm. it's still good, but I think it suffers from being a sequel to its, to the first one. Um, and I just think it's also like, you know, it's kind of the old uh, concept that, like, getting the team together is always going to be more fun than watching them together. You know, it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is great, but is it as fun as Guardians of the Galaxy 1? Yeah. A, a case could be made. A case could be made, you know. Um, I,
4: yeah, I just also think like you know, Spock fighting, um, Spock, Spock fighting Khan uh, on the on top of the ship felt a lot more personal than it really should have been. Like I, I don't know. I, I feel like well, it's
3: it's kind I of an like for Star Trek. Truth be
4: told, um, I, I, I guess they're just knocking him out to that final shot where Uhura's like stop, and he knocks him out and cuts to black or whatever. That it felt like that would have been earned had we had this long, crazy history between Khan and Spock. And it just didn't. never felt that way, you know? Well,
3: I think also the thing that's disappointing about it is that, like, you know, whenever... Star Trek is not Star Wars. And and that's where you have to really start making the distinction. And that's why I think J.J. was like, well, I want to bring more Star Wars elements into this. I want this to be more action-y. I want this to be more of a... Less of a cerebral, more of an adventure movie. But the problem is when you start to have these characters that are nuanced and have more um, like intellectual sparring match with each other when you start having them be physical it starts feeling like a little a little thin and for the first time I watched this I was like oh my god they're gonna have Khan and Spock these two like super hyped powerful beings go after each other that's gonna be awesome and then when I watch these two guys that are supposed to be the smartest like two of the smartest like beings in this world duke it out like by caveman I'm like oh this is not as fulfilling as I want it to be what is fulfilling to me is Kirk outsmarting him and and then having to make a sacrifice To get away from him as he explodes in a nebula. That's a way cooler and I think more validating. Although be it way less hyped and way less... You know, action-packed and lens flares coming at you uh, thing, but I think it's more fulfilling in
4: the long run. It's it's and I, clever, and I just appreciate shit like that more than what what this movie gave yeah, us. Yeah,
3: and, and I think the problem is as we go and we get more and more of Star Wars-type type stuff, it'll be interesting to see what, with, what we look at, where we go with Beyond. Because I've seen a lot of criticism of Beyond, mm-hmm. but I've also seen a lot of people saying it's the most Star Trek, Star Trek movie. So I'm interested to go back and watch it. Again, and see if it actually feels more like one of the original Star Trek movies or if it does feel like, because it's not JJ Abrams, it's uh, Justin Lin, right? hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Directing mm-hmm. it. So, but who is more
1: action y, but we'll see. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But again, so right, it. I've never
2: seen it. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. We're doing that next week. Uh, anyone think that Into Darkness is better than one? Raise your hand. No. Current rankings number one, Star Trek 2009. Number two, Star Trek Into Darkness. Uh, like I said, Friday, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King extended edition part one then next tuesday closing out star trek in review with star trek greg thank you thank you very much for that uh what are we gonna do after that i don't know yet uh still tweet at me at tim gettys let me know got a couple front runners need to talk to the guys need to get some things going but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be exciting no matter what until then
4: live long and prosper
1: let's do
4: conjuring or